episode of the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast, the weekly quiz cast where two professional quiz masters talk about how to write and host great pub trivia, as well as quizzing each other and our guests on our favorite question of the week. My name is Quizmaster Lee. And as usual, I'm joined by fellow master of the quiz, Mark Davis. That's him, folks. Oh, boy. Can you it's hear the time. excitement in his voice? <laughs> I'm trembling. You're oh, either excited or you just got core. done being excited. I can't well, tell. Well, you know, it's uh, kind of like a trivia edging. Yeah, it's kind of like just a workup. Well, we still got at least five to ten <laughs> minutes until we get to our questions, so you stay right <laughs> oh, in that zone, yeah. buddy. God, I cannot wait for this shit. We got Seth in the house today. <laughs> there What's he up, is. buddy? <laughs> there he is. You made his leg shake. <laughs> and you, you make me go crazy. He made you go crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Hey-ho, let's go. <laughs> All right, uh, Seth. Thank you for joining us today uh, on this you. on the podcast once again. It's good to see you. Now, Seth, uh, it was abundantly odd. What was your reaction to the uh, shenanigans? I love to laugh that we talked about in the beginning of the last episode. Um, what with Lee's uh, rogue team, who was very upset, the email, etc. Can you give us a, your quick rating of of what a rundown of what happened? Life circumstances dictate that I cannot make it too often to um, trivia nights anymore. So when you go through the rundowns, still pay attention, still know what's going on, still recognize team names. Thank you. And everything like that. So the weekly rundown, great. I'm still listening to it. I'm still paying attention. However, it's obviously not uh, the meat and potatoes, so to speak, of this podcast. However, when you announced from the get-go, right at the beginning, that you had an email having mm. to do with an issue, my hackles went up. Mm. And suddenly beat. I'm paying more attention. And I feel like that we got all uh, a full novella, so to speak, of wah <laughs> mm-hmm. last week. And a it was bit. just, e- every bit of it was, was just, uh, it made me smile at how uh, when you get that, it, it was gold. It was gold, Lee. It was gold. Yeah. And uh, and I enjoyed it from front to back. Well, I'm glad. I mean, know. just just all that. I mean, just just the the, the 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 little things in his life that he was able to give us that let us know that this guy was just seriously misguided was beautiful. It yeah. was absolutely entertaining. I I loved it. It immediately shot up into top ten episodes for me just for that damn email alone. Whoever you are out there. God bless you. Now, Lee, send I, another. I know you've got you've got some follow up here. A little bit. It's not. I wouldn't say it's necessarily follow up, but I will say, Seth, I'm I'm glad you enjoyed. You know that uh, it was funny. That look into the no no files. Yes. Uh, that's not the only shenanigans we've had this month, though, because there okay. were even more shenanigans this week that I okay. wanted to share with you guys. Now, real I quick, before you, you share these, oh. before I share these shenanigans, I would like to get. I don't want to, you know, I know that this is the sister show um, to Lyrics to Go. Mm-hmm. New episodes Monday mornings. Yeah, with Mark and Seth. What level would you give it a creep factor, <laughs> that whole scenario? The creep factor is done on the uh, on the Lyrics to Go podcast uh, when we have an exceptionally creepy song. If you had to give a creep factor to that guy in that situation... Where would you throw it? I don't know. I want to give a creep factor to one of my regular players, you know. But <laughs> That's fair. it was it was uh, you know, it didn't it didn't come off good. I'll say that. Yeah. It didn't come off good. It as Seth pointed out, it did not paint a, a pretty picture of uh 
you know, entertaining the as fuck. Of, of these people. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. entertaining. Thank yeah. you. I don't know if this one will be as entertaining, and there's no email to accompany it. But um, another thing that happened at my trivia recently that I just wanted to share with our listeners in, in case, you know, there's any quiz masters that are listening, you know, they might want to, you know, hear my story on how I dealt with this or just a warning to players to not do this kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, I post the categories of the night's quiz on the morning of each, uh, each day's quiz. Mm-hmm. And this gives some people the opportunity to do some studying. You know, they might look up th- some information about the categories and because we have a pretty common bonus round theme for round number one of our quiz, it's always celebrity and historical figure birthdays. Right. So people will generally look that up as well to prepare regular players. Don't want to say it's a gimme, but yeah, it, it's, it, it it's, can help if you know, you know, mm-hmm. and you can go and you can search popular birthdays and have a couple of people remember some names. And if you got a big enough team and people with enough heart and desire to win. Yep. Um, you know, then it's 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 a helper. It's a leg up. And it's not uncommon for people to write down, you know, their their research and, and bring it to trivia and kind of, you know, study it, you know, before the quiz gets started. Well, this week, a team brought quite a bit of study material and they, they had it out at the very beginning of the quiz. And when I was bringing around the answer sheets, another team said, hey, like, it looks like they've got like some like notes and stuff. Is that okay? And I was like, uh, probably not, but you know, let me, let me just like see what's going on, you know, and there's a problem. I'll, I'll talk to them and get it sorted. So I go up, I start the quiz and, uh, I get through the first three questions and they don't even touch the papers at all. Right. And I get to question number four and they start digging, (laughs) they start digging into this, uh, the study aid. And so I walk over and I go. Their thumbs are in the papers. Are those study Red-handed. aids? Red-handed. Yeah, they're, they're handwritten, you know. Um, are those study aids? Maybe. Okay, well, I'm going to have to ask you to put those away until after the, the question round is over. You know, in between rounds, you're free to look at those all you want. But that answer tells you everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they complied, you know, they were they were cool about it. But, I mean, it seemed rather obvious to me when I'm saying, like, put away your phones and devices I, I, handwritten notes should be included in that, but I've I've updated now my sh- rule spiel at the beginning to include study aids as well. So if you're listening, folks, please don't do this. Please don't write down, you know, your notes and then like it's more egregious than wearing. Is it more egregious? I was going to say it's more egregious than wearing a periodic table shirt. Yes, you think so? It is. So, yeah. I, mean, I mean, here's the yeah. reason why, because yeah. other people there would have the benefit of reading your shirt. It'd be kind of hard for you to do it. You know, mm-hmm. if, if it was on the front, if it was on the back, other people could, you know, could benefit more from it. However, the papers, if they're holding them in front of them, you get the benefit. Other players don't. And you could fit a lot more information. And you can. Yes. Yeah. So if you put on that, you were going to ask a periodic table shirt and someone or a question and someone came in wearing a periodic table shirt. Yeah. What would your move be? This has happened, and I've actually – I mean, I, I kind of think that's fun, so it doesn't bother me, you know? But, I mean, in the in the light of all of this, it's it's making me question that, you know, that perspective. You know, I it's mean – It's getting very serious at my trivia. I <laughs> guess so. <laughs> they want these points. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they want them bad. Which is, which is sweet 
and very nice. It's nice and that also, they're interested. Yeah. Jesus Christ. But I, you know, I think I mentioned to them and, you know, I think I said in the name of good sportsmanship, I must ask you to put those study aids away until the question round. There's the question. Well, round's you over. know, again, it's one of those things where it's like trying to dance between the raindrops mm-hmm. that you tell people to put away their cell phones. They did. Yep. You didn't say anything about bringing in pieces of paper. And what if they brought in pieces of what if they were like studying for their schoolwork in between rounds? You know, it's not something where they can look up anything, but you happen to ask a question about the human body and they're studying for A&P, being a nurse yeah, or exactly. whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, like, again, it's just one of those things where it's like to some extent you have to be like, well, I can't like dictate, you know, that they can't fucking study for school. Right. Um you know, and if they get one question right, then you've just got to fucking beat them at something else. You know, if they're studying for school, they're probably going through these notes through the whole thing anyway. And they're probably not doing great at trivia, I imagine, because they're not concentrating. You know, it's like if you're going, I don't oh. think people say I'm going to go to trivia tonight and I'm going to study in between the questions. You know, it seems to me more likely that they would go out to study at the bar and then trivia happens to be there. But generally, people that are there and they're doing like work like that and stuff, they don't even play. They have their laptop out and they're like, can't right now. You know, they're focused on whatever task they're um, doing. You so. make a good point because I do remember playing one night and having a member of our team unnamed, mm-hmm. not for any serious reason, but brought their laptop to do some work and just did not flip and participate at all. Now, I mean, do you allow a team that has someone with a computer that's working on school stuff play? I do have a team actually at Pointy Bell that regularly. Uh, has a third person that I don't know if they play at all. I don't know if they're just tagging along to hang out or if they're involved. <clears throat> but this team generally, you know, is in the lower third of scores. So I, I really don't believe that they're, you know, using that computer or anything to <sighs> See, cheat. Uh, it goes back to what you said, though. Like, how do you enforce this? Well, you know? Do you ex- say you guys can't the play thing. because I mean, the person that's sitting with you has a computer? Well, that's why I tend to be very loose. But for mm-hmm. someone who tends to be very tight like you, I could see someone, you know, being like, well, what the fuck? You got this team. And then all you can do – and I know we've had this happen. Seth has come up to me before and like, hey, man, this team is blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, they got – On two. a regular basis. <laughs> and I'll be like, up. well, they got two the questions enforcer. right in the last round. Mm-hmm. So – yeah. You know, being on your phone does not mean cheating. I think it factors and usually, into it. To be a good cheat. See, here's here's the weird thing. To be a good cheater, oh, especially, don't give it away, Mark. especially the way I do trivia, because this is the whole reason I don't say how many points each question is worth, because I don't want. Now, you can kind of if I ask a really hard question, you can probably guarantee it's you don't tell how many points no. each is worth. Wow. You didn't know this. I You used to. I maybe ages ago, but the last couple of times you've been able to come to my trivia, I never have. Mm. I just ask the questions. Now, I mean, someone who doesn't know the answer to something may not know if that's a very hard question or a kind of hard question because they don't know at all. Um, but I don't want to make it obvious that an eight or a seven pointer is one worth looking up. That's why it's usually painfully obvious when someone cheats because they put down everything. They, they answer everything correctly. They're greedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Greedy. Mm-hmm. Now, if you want to, uh, don't, don't make me fucking rue you know, saying this, but the way to cheat effectively is to still get one or two wrong, but try and make them ones that aren't worth a bunch of points. So it's like, well, you, you 
you luckily got the the hard ones, but you didn't know like what country you know Borders cauliflower came States, from, or yeah, yeah. exactly, like <clears throat> something like that, where it's like it you know che- a lot of cheaters are bad cheaters because they're maybe not very smart to begin with when it comes to some stuff. So they just write down the right answer for everything and put wrong answers, and then scratch them out and put the right answers next to them as if someone went through and just gave them all the answers. And it's like, yeah, I, I know there's a 99% chance you originally thought the answer to what countries border the United States and you put France and Spain and then cross them out and put Canada and Mexico. <laughs> like you were so stupid to put those two other countries there's no fucking chance that, you know, that you just had a come to Jesus moment. But uh, I, I'm, I'm kind of surprised that you let that happen. I'm glad you do. And I'm, and unfortunately, if the team ever wins, I wonder if they'll catch a lot of shit. You'll have to explain to people. Well, that no, no, is, they play all the time. That is certainly a factor, just like, you know, with last week with the, the large team. It didn't really get brought up until the second round when they were at the top of the leaderboard. And then somebody said, that's exactly it. There was a night. Oh, who's over there on that winning team. Oh my gosh. Look at all these people. I better tell Quizmaster. Yeah. There was a night that, um, I watched a team at nice guys sit on one person in the team, sit on their phone, sit on their phone. And I pointed it out to Mark because they won round one and round two. And I said something and I was like, you know, I think something's going on here. And he said, well, they got a couple questions wrong. I think they might have been smart about it. But then when I – maybe this is questionable. Maybe when I evil-eyed them and kept my eye on them and made sure they knew, they abandoned the place before the end of the third round. Mm. They walked out. The jig out. was up. They walked out. Yeah. And they did not get the grand prize at the end of the evening. And why would you do that? Why would you do that if you won the first, won the second – we're so happy. They cheered when they did both. And then the third round comes around and they walk out. Mm-hmm. That I'm sorry, but that's just a dead giveaway. I will also mention Very that sus. they I will Very also sus. mention that they had like a nine year old with them. Mm-hmm. So that could it could have been related because my trivia tends to go a little late. So that it could be that. <clears throat> who knows? Ultimately, who cares? We try to have a fun time. I know that people play to win, and I know that means a lot. And that includes me. I will be the first one to say that I am intense when it comes to competition. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when it comes to trivia, I go, oh, it, all of a sudden the worst in me comes out and I go over the top at, when it comes to actual competition. Uh, and, and, and like I when try Seth to, went and questioned a table who, uh, who put down that Utah had the uh, second most parks in the United States and he said, name three parks. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And they couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They didn't, you know, so, but anyway, I mean, I, yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I, I mentioned I just, in my, in my, uh, my rules spiel, I'm like, we encourage narking here. So if you see somebody, you know, using a phone or a device, tell me, because especially, you know, like Pointy Bell, it's such a big room, you know? Yeah. ACAB includes trivia narks. Well, you know, that's, <laughs> it's my world, baby. When I'm in there, it's my world. <laughs> So, yeah, listeners, I, I, I definitely understand where Mark's coming from, and I, I understand his, uh, you know, his theory on how to cheat well, but I will say that, you know, obviously we discourage you to do that. My Don't third do eye is all, open. We hope that all No Nonsense Trivia podcast listeners are playing with uh, good sportsmanship. 
Yes, and integrity. Your, yeah. Exactly. Sometimes you go out there eye, and represent us well. Sometimes your third eye is a forty-nine-year-old Fort Myers native, <laughs> lingering, you know, staring at you breathily. I, I also, I also, uh, and don't use those study aids. No, yeah, the I mean, we'll rest. use them in between. In yeah. between is fine. You can Question, use them in did, between. Did the T-shirt thing ever come to a content- consensus? Is that not allowed? I mean, I, I never. I, I, don't I think remember. you can wear whatever the fuck you want. Okay. Yeah. I mean. And, and, you know, it's, it's some gamesmanship, you know, putting something over your shirt so other teams can't see. Like, <laughs> what if you had like whatever. specialty night of like, uh, no nonsense or, you know, uh, special night U.S. Constitution edition and somebody walks in with a t-shirt the Bill of Rights on. I mean, you know look, I mean? like to some extent we have to promote the gamesmanship and the fun of people that are that willing to put that much into something that we as quiz masters do. You know, we were talking, well, we didn't mention it, but I, well, or maybe we did mention a little bit. Rick G coming here from Southern California. That's a level. Thank you, Rick. That's amazing. Um, I almost had to ask him to repeat himself because I didn't believe it at first, but you know, people take trivia and people take this podcast very seriously sometimes because the pursuit of knowledge is a noble one. Uh-huh. We all like knowing interesting facts, and it's a neat thing. And I think that someone that uh, wears a shirt because they know that there's going to be a PR table, you know, if they're going to fucking spend twenty bucks, twenty five bucks for a shirt online to wear so they can get one trivia question right, that's trivia thirsty, baby. You're thirsty table shirt. I'm going to like that person. Yeah, I'm, I mean seriously. that's that's uh that's a level of dedication. That a quiz master has to kind of bow to a little bit, I think. And I think I think you nailed it last week when you said it's it's all in the name of good fun. You know? Yes. And wearing a shirt is fun. Yes. And carrying in a notebook, you know, college ruled notebook that's filled, you know, five pages of notes on the night's topics. That's not good sportsmanship. That's no. not fun. Agreed. And you know, you know I'll pick it's up an open answer book sheets at that point. You probably get this too. I'll pick up people's answer sheets while people bring them to you because you're. You're that kind of quiz master that makes people bring answers. I used to pick them up, you but you know what? Now I make them bring them up. <laughs> so when I when I go Can't around, people people will be smiling. They'll be like, oh, you know, we did terrible. And I'm like, did you have fun? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, you're smiling, you're laughing. Did you have a good time? Like thinking, you know, about what it could couldn't be and all that stuff. And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, that's all that matters. Yeah. If you know, unless you're like Seth, unless you come there to play. Then it doesn't matter. It's a conver- It's conversation. I hope that in three years, y- you know, someone mentions something about fucking Dwight D. Eisenhower, and you guys look at each other and laugh because I asked a question and you guys couldn't decide on this, and it's just a memory to you, like a good memory about something that you did together. That's all that matters. Making memories just with Mark, having a good time, like just let it be fucking fun, man. It doesn't have to be send someone an email at fucking three o'clock in the morning. Like it doesn't have to be like that. Although you're all going to <laughs> you're all going to wake up the next day and fucking live your life. It's going to be okay. We're all friends here. God bless trivia and God bless the United States. How nuts is it that you guys have people coming and visiting you from all over the <sighs> goddamn planet? I mean, you've had people come up from all over the country. I mean, I'm I'm being mm-hmm. hyperbolic about yeah. you know the whole planet, but you you guys you get you get emails 
from from other countries, New Zealand, you Australia, get, you get, the UK. You get people that 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 you know that want to. Yeah. And, and to when you Kiwis. when you told me, you know, off our dirty birds Mike, in Australia, I don't know <laughs> off Mike about the guy coming from flipping California and and coming to visit, and we've had I've I've had I've been there've been nights when I've been out and you guys will say, oh, Seth's here. People will come over and they'll shake my. Now I'm not internationally known, but you're known to rock a microphone. It's on true. occasion, every once in a while, I come in here. And then all of a sudden they go, oh, this is Seth. And then somebody looks across and they go, that's Seth? I'm like, holy, I never thought that would happen. I never, th- I, when I started listening to this shit almost four years ago, I never thought that that would wind up happening. And, and it's absolute, it blows my mind that you guys <clears throat> have gotten to, I'm not saying you're freaking Don Rickles or anything like that. I'm not God saying wish. that you're super, super ultra, you know, that you're not, but it, it's amazing that you've gotten to the heights that you have, in my opinion. So Thank you, Seth. Yeah. We're, we're amazed and, and grateful for our listeners as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Whether flattered. you travel to, to meet us or not, we, we appreciate you. Indeed. Indeed. And a second shout out to Rick G and Kelly for coming and uh, warmed our hearts. Absolutely. And it was funny because I was like, well, we never play Lee's Trivia on Thursday, but we happen to have gotten together. I was like Jamie and Fletcher and Kristen, and his eyes lit up. Like I know all them. Like I'll get, I'll get to you know. <laughs> yeah, so he met Dallas. That's awesome. Yeah, he met Dallas. Mm-hmm. He met a bunch of people that have been on the podcast as uh, regular, um, regular uh, players mm-hmm. and our friends. Hmm? Yep, and our friends. indeed. Well, we've got our own quiz today, but mm. before we get to that, how about we go over our weekly wrap up? Okay. At Pointy Bell Brewing Company, we had our first time. We had first-time winners, sister, sister, pick up the victory for quiz five hundred and seven with one hundred and eleven points, as well as Nerdist Colony, who won quiz number five hundred and ten with one hundred and twenty-three points. That's the uh, Wet Boys team number, by the way. One, two, three. Thought that was kind of interesting. Oh. Our highest overall score over the past two weeks. Speaking of the Wet Boys, you guys picked up a victory for quiz number five hundred and eight with one hundred and six points. Congratulations to you. Not bad for your first quiz in over 18 months. Had to shake not the rust off. Not that I've been counting or anything. Unfortunately, I was not able to go the next Thursday. I was seeing Wilco in Clearwater, and uh, as much as I love trivia, they put on such a good show, I will go see them anytime, rain or shine. Yeah. I mean, I'm jealous. I, you, I meant to bring that up earlier in our you, intro that you get to see Wilco. That's, you that's awesome. You will go. You will I, go I, see yes. Wilco. I will, I will go see Wilco. <laughs> Well, I, I like the way that you phrase that, though, because it, it sounds to me like there might be uh, some more wet boys in our future. Hoping. Yeah. We're hoping to put it together. It's a wet future. We also had Just the Tips, who picked Sloppy. up two victories at Ollie's Pub over the past few weeks. That would be quiz number 506 with 94 points, as well as our 420-themed quiz, bro, number 511, with a commanding 110 points on that quiz. And we had our James Bond trivia at Pointy Bell Brewing Company. I did the bit. It went over like a wet fart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was it made me laugh. So it makes I, me wonder if any of them even noticed. Maybe they just kind of take it for granted that it's the right music. Oh my gosh. I was I can't believe they would think that I was playing it up so hard. I was like, oh no, this is a total failure. Oh my gosh. And like I was pretending like I couldn't turn it off and stuff like that. And people were just like uh, sipping their beer. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, six PM, my dude. Uh, But anyways, for the James Bond quiz, uh, it was very, very close. The top two teams separated only by a single point, with the victory going to Lobo Solo 7. Oh, there you go. That's uh, Tom from Cool Comics. 
over Mally Rule's 129 to 128 points. Oof. And with that victory, Tom, who was dressed quite dapper for the James Bond quiz and tuxedo, he tied Team Yikes for the ninth most overall victories with 11 total, solidifying his place on our leaderboards as our top solo player. So Damn. I want to give a special shout out to him and congratulations on that achievement. Very impressive. <laughs> and we want to shout out a team of podcast listeners who came to Pointy Bell this week. They named themselves I'm Wearing a Black Hat, a Hawaiian Shirt, and Khaki Shorts, which they changed to in their second round. I'm still wearing a black hat, a Hawaiian shirt, and khaki shorts. These were the items of clothes that I was wearing. Mm -hmm. And then in the third round, I'm about to take off my black hat, my Hawaiian shirts, <laughs> and my khaki shorts. Ow. Just the team name, unfortunately. But I, I, I saw what they were doing. I, you know, they were they were checking me out. But want to give them a shout out. And also Shiba Inu Illuminati, who were the highest scoring team of our Twitch simulcast a couple times on Twitch over the last couple of weeks. It was good to see them, as well as Adam from Death Stars of the Best Stars, Motor Liquor, H-Bomb in the mix. I am planning to continue simulcasting the quizzes. I can't promise that I will be able to keep up with the scoring live. Uh, we tried that at Ollie's and we ran over by like 40 minutes. Oh, so uh, if you answer, I will, you know, get the get to the scores as soon as possible. We will mention, you know, the winners on the uh, podcast here. But come check that out on Twitch. Give us a follow of there. It's at No Nonsense Trivia on Twitch. Now, Mark, how's trivia been in Nice Guys Pizza recently? Good. This last week, this buds for you, uh, which is the team I was telling you about with the quiz master that was playing along with them, won the first round with 27 points and the second round with 40 points. However, they wagered only 15 points for the last question, which they got right, giving them 70 points. However, with 74 points, Thick Dicks featuring Meg the Leper uh, won uh, by four points. Had this buds for you wagered the full 20, they would have won by a point. But because they pulled back a little bit and only wagered 15, they lost by four. Mark? Very, very you tough. I hate to see it. Indeed. Like Meg the Leper. Could you say that their shit fell off? <laughs> I could. Okay. I could. Um, Meg the Leper or uh, Thick Necks featuring Meg the Leper. They change their team name all the time. Um, but uh, Chris what, what, and a couple what? of other people who play on that, <laughs> who play on that uh, team uh, last week, Meg and her husband, I believe, had to leave mid uh, quiz because their downstairs neighbor said that there was water running down from their bathroom into their apartment. So now they that had to you leave. Hate to see too. Yes. Oh my so God. apparently it didn't end up being that bad. I did talk to Meg's husband or or partner. Um, when he was uh, getting the $25 bar tab for winning the third round, he said it wasn't even that bad. And I was like, well, it's probably better that you got to run off and uh, and get it taken care of. But So they won uh, narrowly um, by uh, one point on Zoom, the Feeblecorn. We had John Feeblecorn playing Whiskey Tango, of course, and Connor and Rose with the bunny Cookie. I got to see Cookie again, hopped out of its little, uh, little house. <laughs> 
uh, to nibble on some treats. Uh, Whiskey Tango winning the whole night with 80 points. So, uh, you know, still winning by uh, handily by six points. So very, very good time. Surprise, surprise, surprise. (laughs) Well, congratulations to them. If you missed it and you'd like to join us for Trivia Soon, Wednesdays we're live at Point Ebell Brewing Company in Fort Myers, Florida for a no-nonsense trivia challenge based on your category requests. Please join us for your opportunity to win some free Free beer. beer. Why are you stepping on my shit? I thought we could do it together this time. It sounded good. And to suggest categories for next week's quiz and to enjoy some of the tasty, tasty food no we, we we said no food we need to have offerings right oh i don't remember that you said food makes it sound like too generic <laughs> did i yeah you did that sounds like some shit i'd say tasty tasty S- offerings some delicious treats from our weekly food vendor come play our weekly quiz at pointy bell brewing company starting at 7 30 p.m every wednesday thursdays we're in cape coral at ollie's pub also at 7 30 p.m we hope you can join us then for opportunities to win some free tickets. You gotta say some. Ollie's gift cards. Free gift cards, Ollie's. I'm messing it up. I'm sorry. It's okay. You can use those gift cards at the bar on one of their signature sandwiches. Lately, I've been getting a custom pressed turkey sub with bacon, provolone, lettuce, tomato, pickle, extra mayo, and of course some mustard. I had the option to do. A, I had the opportunity to do a little punch up. I'm realizing now. I wish I got into writing. If I had it all to do over again, when I was younger, I would have moved to L.A. and I would have tried to be a writer. Oh, okay. That's good. What were you punching up? Huh? What were you punching up? I I punched up the pressed turkey sub as the depressed turkey sub. Oh, a menu item change. Yes. The name of that. The name change. Okay. Because it's got pressed right there and everybody at Ollie's is usually depressed. (laughs) I mean, in a fun emo way it's known for its emo you know emo musical stylings etc i'm not saying that they're all miserable i love everyone that goes to ollie's and i've been there many times eating their sandwiches like crazy because they're delicious it's a time but I, I, I ran it by sean and he was like holy shit how did we not see that out right in front of us and i was like well you know that's what i'm here for y'all you can order it pressed depressed however you want however but you i would want. i would recommend the uh, the turkey sub over there quite delicious and tasty tasty and we, uh, you can enjoy that during your quiz at Ollie's every Thursday at 7.30 p.m. And, of course, every week in Cape Coral, you can play Mark's Trivia on Wednesdays at Nice Guys Pizza <laughs> or on Zoom <laughs> starting at 8 p.m. For a link to the Zoom meeting, you can check the show notes or just visit bit.ly slash Nice Guys Pizza Trivia. That's right. 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Seven o'clock central is how that works. Six o'clock mountain. And if you're in the Pacific time zone, five o'clock right when you get out of work, hop on Zoom and play a little trivia with me. Indeed. And very important, this Saturday, April 29th at Ollie's Pub, it's community trivia based on the hit series by Dan Harmon. Come get quizzed on. The show's many memorable characters and moments. That's community trivia this Saturday, April 29th at 6 p.m. at Ollie's Pub. And please don't forget to follow No Nonsense Trivia on social media, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Reddit. And join us on our Discord server to stay updated on all of our podcasts, streams, and events. Join us. Won't you? 
I got a free uh, appetizer for Texas Roadhouse. No. Well, what bone apple teeth. Please tell us. Anyone that I want. Free appetizer. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. I got a great name for a sub shop or a sandwich shop. The, the name of it, uh, that's emo. Depressed sandwiches? No. <laughs> Taking back Subway. Oh, ah, that's good. Okay, that's a winner. You might get sued for that one. You would but that's get good, sued, but it's absolutely. good. It's you can so keep good, it going would, for probably three or four it. months. Okay. I think yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, that's good. New name. No, for that's ours. that's very good. Yeah, you could even make. You know what? That's good for actually. What parody band shirt? Oh, taking back in their normal font and then and the, the subway, subway logo. Uh, that'd be yeah. awesome. I'm <laughs> such a dom. I only eat at Dom Way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a so top. Are you telling that's, that's my that's my own punch up. I'm such a top, which I don't even know if they use that verbiage necessarily with heterosexual men. But if they do, I'm such a top. I only eat it dom way. That's my. Oh, so are you, you not ready to get quizzed on, <laughs> Daddy? For you, all right. you're the only one I simp for, Lee. Hey, all right. <laughs> I have I have hey. panic at the bottom. <laughs> Let's take a break. Panic at Nabisco. <laughs> you guys are full of them today. Oh my gosh, we're opening a side business I here. I'm going to reach you to fist bump 421, right now. baby. All right. <laughs> it's 422, my man. Oh, oh shit. Well, Let's take a break. Okay. And Listeners then don't know that yet. We're going to come back and, uh, and do our first round of trivia. I. I have an anatomy question to kick mm. off our first round here. Mm. Lee? For you gentlemen. I have a question. How much do you want to see? <laughs> it's not that kind of oh, question. Oh, okay. It's a trivia question, so Go for it. Give it to us. The give, scle- give it to us. Give us the anatomy. The sclera is a part of which organ in the human body? The sclera. S-C-L- E-R-A, the sclera. I swear I asked this very question. You did once, but Mark, I'm just going to ask you a question. A famous Revolutionary War general at one time told his troops not to fire until you see what? The whites of their eyes. Final answer. <clears throat> That's correct. Yeah. Of course it's correct. Did you ask that on the podcast? I might have. I, I can't remember. I know it's a question I asked at my trivia, and it seems like one of the ones I would have uh, chosen for this. I remember it at trivia one night. Well, good job on that one. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Thank you. Let's see here. Only uh, 55% of my teams got that right. So. Mm. Mm. All right. Here's a We're question in the for you guys. What products commercial from 1972 featured someone proclaiming, I can't believe I ate the whole thing? Uh, yes, I remember I was... <laughs> 54 when that commercial came <laughs> 1972, out. 1972, yes. You were 54. I thought you were the guy in the commercial. I was. I was. I can't believe um, I, I ate the whole thing. thing. Now, it. I, I've forgotten. I remember. I can't believe I ate the whole thing. Yeah. That's how he said And then that. the really bad 80-yard wife. Mm-hmm. Lay down, Robert. Go to bed. <laughs> oh, is this the built-in hint? <laughs> it's something that you would uh, you would take when you're having some indigestion. I think it's Alka Seltzer. Is it, is or it Alka Seltzer or Pepto Bismol? 
I don't think it's Pepto-Bismol. You don't I'm think pretty so? sure it's either Alka-Seltzer, maybe Tums. I'm leaning towards Alka-Seltzer. That would be so fitting. An antacid. That right? would be so fitting if it wound up being Alka-Seltzer. I have uh, there's a there's a friend of mine from Fort Myers who I went to high school with whose grandfather moved to Fort Myers in its earliest days and he was one of the inventors of Alka-Seltzer. Oh. Yeah. All right. His name was Franklin Miles. Fizzy, he didn't fuzzy, invent it from fuzzy. what <laughs> No, he didn't invent it down here. He was up in Michigan originally or Midwest. Call fizzy Fuzzy Big and Buzzy. It's the name of an album. Uh, oh. Um, the what's the band that did? I um, thought you said his name was Fig and Buzzy, Big and Buzzy. <laughs> they had to have gotten that name from the Who record, Meaty Beaty, Big and Bouncy. Maybe, yeah, they had to be the inspiration for that. Let's go with Alka Seltzer. Uh, yeah, no, no reason not to. Plop, plop, fizz, fizz. Oh, oh what a relief it is. Alka Seltzer is correct. Yeah. <laughs> Great job. Yeah, I think job. even in uh, in lore, he ate a meatball sub. I'm not exactly sure about that, I but think there might right. have been, uh, mm-hmm. like, did you have too much meatball sub? There's, like, remember, another voiceover, an excited voiceover, you know? Yeah. Are you feeling indigestion it. right now? Uh-oh. You better take some Alka-Seltzer, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Commercials used to hit so different. Seth? I remember I put my grandkids to bed and watched that commercial late into the evening hours. <laughs> That's and, what um, we did before the internet. Seth is as old as Methuselah. Only three channels back in those days. We used to have to record the commercials, and then we would watch them on the VCR. Now, late at night, we just put on the commercial compilation on YouTube. Watch a VCR. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm uh, going to announce every category. Yeah. Much like you guys do. I like it. This is the first thing. I think that this is totally a softball. I just wanted to put it on here because this category is... Don't give us the Kylian curse. No, this is not. This is not. I'm like like 90% sure. That's what she always says. Just give it to us. Yeah, okay. The category is things that make me happy. Mm. Uh, Question number one. Fox News repeatedly aired allegations that what companies voting machines were rigged against Trump in the 2020 while knowing the accusations were untrue. Resulting in a lawsuit followed by a $787.5 million settlement reached on Tuesday, 18th of April, just this last Tuesday. What is that? What is that company's name? They were the uh, the MyPillow voting machines. Right? <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, voting machine know. brought to you by MyPillow. <laughs> no, that's not it. Do you know it? Is it Diebold? No. No. It's close. You got it. You got the D right. Dominion. Dominion. Dominion voting machines. Okay. Diebold um, makes like ATMs. 99.999% certain on that one. All right. We're going to go 90.999% Dominion. It makes me happy that you know the answer to that. Yeah. That was, that was big news this week. It was. It was kind of a current events thing, but I just thought, well, it made me happy. It's current events, but it's also evergreen. Yeah, they were that. Was, that was a big story around the election. You know, this last particular election, and uh, this this lawsuit has lasted years now. It so has. that's it's come to a conclusion this week. But I would say, you wouldn't know, it have been great though to see Tucker Carlson take the stand? Wouldn't that have been awesome? I guess so. I don't know. He's he's a crafty little guy. If it was in front of a firing squad. <laughs> yes. That'd be even better. Man can dream. Lee? Disney songs. Disney <laughs> songs. For you guys. Things that make me happy. Yeah. The song Circle of Life was nominated for Best Original Song at the Academy Awards and the Golden Globes 
but lost at both ceremonies to what other song from the Lion King soundtrack? The song Circle of Life was nominated for Best Original Song at the Academy Awards and Golden Globes, but at both ceremonies lost to what other song from the Lion King soundtrack? Seth, I got a question for you. Go for it, please. Close your eyes. Tell me something. Can you feel the love tonight? Hmm? Do you feel it coursing through your throbbing member? What's that running up my leg? <laughs> Usually it's something dripping up my leg. I feel it. It's something going against all all matters of... It's like playing a nice blindfold <laughs> game of chicken. I think uh, I, I think, feel it. I feel like it's. Uh, can you feel the love? Tonight? It's either that or Hakuna Matata, but it's not Hakuna Matata. I mean, those are the yeah, songs. Fun song, but no one's fucking putting that one. Over no, here. that's on. not. That's not Golden Globe material. It's Can You Feel the Love Tonight. We're gonna go with Can You Feel the Love Tonight. Hakuna Matata was nominated for a Golden Globe. I believe it, but it was not nominated for an Academy Award. Mm. Can you feel the love tonight? Is correct. There See, it is. Things that make me happy. There you go. Yes. A little Disney. A little. I did have one team write down. Getting that. Warm I just can't thing. wait to be king. Which that to me is the absolute insane answer. <laughs> that is <laughs> that compared, like Hakuna Matata. I can buy that you forgot about. Can you feel the love tonight? But if you wrote down, I just can't wait to be king. That means you're putting that over Hakuna Matata. Yeah. yeah Come on. Hey, strange. while we're talking about Disney, the evil queen Grimhilda. Appears in which Disney film? The Evil Queen Grimhilda, that's G R I M H I L D E, appears in which Disney film? Hmm. Evil Queen. Uh, well, it is not Sleeping Beauty. Nope. Because the queen in that was not evil. Um, it was not in. Um, Cinderella. So I don't think there was a queen in Cinderella. Could it be Snow White? There was a queen in Snow White, wasn't there? What's the name of the character that Angelina Jolie played in the... That was Maleficent. Yeah. Maleficent. Maleficent. She's from Sleeping Beauty? That's from Sleeping Beauty, yeah. And I don't think she was a queen. I think she was just like an evil sorceress. Well, Snow White, there's that witch, right? That gives her the apple. Yeah, but she also like appeared as. I remember that there was a, a like a beautiful like evil woman somehow in Snow. See, I don't know. I haven't seen Snow White since I was a kid. Uh, didn't pay much attention to it. Witchy Could woman. Could it be? Um, Witchy. The Black Cauldron. This is kind of like an obscure '80s fantasy. Disney movie. I don't know. I I, I when I don't know. I don't before know. like kind of before the Disney Renaissance of the nineties. Um Lee? Yeah. You asked a question on here one time about a about a very simple game and uh I overthought it. And Mark said it was tic tac toe and I said it was this obscure Mediterranean game right. called Penta. And uh That's right. and I felt pretty pretty bad for a long time. After I over- overruled Mark's simple answer, mm-hmm. he called me drunk at two forty-three in the morning. 
<clears throat> screaming, crying. I overthought it. Hard times, Daddy. And uh, <clears throat> and then I took it home with me and uh, carried that weight with me. Boy, I was carrying that weight a long time. And well, you got to uh, carry that weight. Want, yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't even know of the Black Cauldron. <laughs> yeah, and I don't want to decry. Your answer. Sure. I mean, if you I think might be overthinking it. it. I don't I don't know. I I don't know I for just, sure. I just I kind of think I didn't know if you'd seen it or not. No, I didn't. I don't I don't know that one. Mm-hmm. And I know so, I know some obscure uh, Disney stuff. There is like the Apple n- Dumpling Gang, you know, nobody's ever heard of that anymore, I don't think, but that was a part of my youth. Um what's her name again? Grimhilda? Yes. Could it be Tangled? No, 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 because my my daughter sings that song and she knows the name of the wicked and it's not a wicked queen. It's just a woman who keeps her locked in. That's well, I mean, um, come on. Yeah, it's not a queen, though. What was her? What's her name? That's Mother Gothel. Oh, OK. That's, yeah, that's right. the name of that woman. Um, and here's the thing. Here's why I'm thinking Snow White, because almost all of the early. Uh, Disney movies were grabbed from the public domain of like German folktales, Cinderella, right. Sleeping Beauty. Those are both German folktales. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if Snow, if I don't know if Snow White is or not, but it would make sense that that's where they drew it from. How does the queen play into the story? I don't know, but I haven't seen. That was like the first, like one of the first you know, feature length it movies. Was, it was. It was yeah. the first feature length like animated film. From the film. 30s, I think. Mm-hmm. I 30s think like or 40s. 38, maybe. Yeah. So, and because of that, you know, it's one of the ones that mm-hmm. I watched the least, you know. As a matter of fact, I've watched almost all of these movies tons of times with my daughter, and it's the one that she wants to watch the least. That, you know, when she was a little baby, the, yeah. the Wicked Witch scared her. So, you know, I think we might have watched like half of it once. But there is like a woman that's like a. Like a queen type character. Okay, you know, let's go with it. I think so. I think I'm going to feel bad if I'm wrong. No, it's it, it's a good sus. I All like right. it. You've you've sold me on it. So Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, based off of a Grimm's fairy tale. Snow White is correct. Oh, yeah. Very good job. <laughs> the main antagonist. The she is the one who does the mirror, mirror on the wall. That's it. Who's oh. the fairest of them all? I don't know why. In my mind, that was Maleficent. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I got. I got to watch those two movies again. Easy I'm to get confused. Easy to crisscross. Yeah. yeah. Seth, our yeah. last question, round one, if you wouldn't mind. Okay. Uh, getting ready here. Uh, this coming from the category of tasty foods my doctor told me not to eat. Tasty, 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 tasty foods? Tasty, tasty. Question number two for me. The Miami Cuban sandwich is ham, roast pork, Swiss cheese, pickles, and mustard pressed between Cuban bread. The Tampa version adds what salty ingredient? A Tampa Cuban? Yep. Hmm. They are two distinctly, not distinctly, they are two yeah. different sandwiches differentiated by one ingredient. Right. So the Tampa is a variation on, on the traditional. Some would say yeah. it's the original. Really? So, oh, yeah. There's an argument between which one was first. Oh. Kind of like Interesting. Wodka Wars. Separate incidents. Um, well, the hint was the category, which categories can be hints. Mm-hmm. And this category was yummy foods, tasty foods that his doctor told him he can't eat. Now, mm-hmm. I, knowing Seth, know that he had his gallbladder taken out 
because he had gallstones, which were the worst pain that he's ever felt. And he even thought about defenestrating himself. Um, Through the window, huh? I would have jumped out a window that day. So uh, that makes me wonder if it's the pulled pork that is the problem. But I know that that fried food Mm -hmm. is very hard on his loins now that he is de gallbladdered. He's been de bladdered. De Gauld. <laughs> Charles, Charles De Gauld. Um, salty bacon. Certainly. Is salty. Bacon. Yep. That would make sense to throw on there with all that other pig. Mm-hmm. Um, Can I hear the, the ingredients one more time? Absolutely. Hey, I'll man. tell you. Pulled pork. Mm-hmm. Ham. Yep. Mustard. Pickles. Did and he say pickles? Because that's what I was. That's what I want to know. Did you say pickles? Ham, roast pork, Swiss pork, cheese, sorry. pickles, Swiss and chunk. mustard. All right, pickles and mustard. Okay. Now I I have heard that on mayo Cuban bread breast um, comes on, but mayo is not salty. So mm-hmm. you know there could be some argument that mayo belongs on there. I yeah. don't like mayo, so fuck mayo. The version of this sub that I usually get from Publix is called the Havana Bold. I'm sorry you can't I, have it. Seth. I love it. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so good. I I was talking about sandwiches with the aforementioned John Lewis. We talked about him on the bonus episode this week, and he was putting over Quiznos. And I asked if he ever had a Havana Bold, it's and so he good. did. It's like he didn't even hear what I said. He just ignored it's, it. He was like, "It's not better than anything at Quiznos." And I'm like, "Dude, give it a chance." It is. That is like my favorite sandwich in the world. It's yeah. I can't talk about what's on it, but it's mm-hmm. that is like my. I love that. Oh, I love that. Can't sandwich. talk about what's on it, and I, I can't if... have it anymore. That is a hint. Mm-hmm. So, do you know what comes on it? No, I'm... no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I think there's bacon on it. I really think. <laughs> I'm not I, sure, but I'm 99% sure the answer is bacon. Okay. Now, this is not for me knowing. Yeah. But salty, mm-hmm. it's not going to be a salty condiment. I don't think potato chips is where my mind went, like a crunchy mm-hmm. version. But oh. that's more trendy. I feel than like a traditional. Type yeah. Thing. And I, I bacon, like, you're just adding that mm-hmm. yummy meat. Fits right in. Yeah. It wouldn't be like sauerkraut <sighs> or anything. I had made smash burgers yesterday <sighs> with some cooked onions, uh-huh. lettuce, tomato, mm-hmm. gherkins, mm-hmm. and some of that some of that sauce. That comes on Smash Burgers like a combination of like mayo, mustard, pickles. I'm almost there. Or mayo, mayo, mustard, one K island, um, ketchup. Yeah, um, I'm not writing those zeros anymore. Certainly, you're not writing the word thousand ounce. One K island now. Are you ready, Seth? Thick cut, peppered bacon, (laughs) peppered rind, cooked in the oven. Never cook your fucking. Bacon in a skillet again, friends. Do it in the oven. We switched Do over everyone the oven. a favor. Four hundred degrees on a, on a on a rack. I could have just Seth is going there mentally. I could have just oh. I and yeah, we we actually bought it initially to make million dollar bake like candied bacon with oh. it, just on another level. Oh God, I'm hot. Um, Let's go with bacon. We're gonna say bacon. It just so happens to be one of the most sensual of the salted cured meats. 
It's salami. Salami. Oh, I'm sorry. Wow. I'm so sorry. Salami. What's so sensual about salami? Uh, this, is a, this is a, this is sort of a Seinfeld reference. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Um, but actually, on there it was pastrami. <laughs> oh, but okay. uh, but if you go to the Gonsmart re- restaurant, the Columbia in Tampa, and oh, you I've order been there. a Cuban there. It's going to have all those ingredients with slices of salami on it. And I love the Tampa version. But if you go to Miami and ask for salami on it, there are places that will not give it to you. That just, no, it's a battle. It's a battle. It's yeah. a serious argument between the two spots. I've never had a Cuban with salami. I've never had a Tampa Cuban. Yeah, they're I guess. so good. But that does sound very good. They're so good. She's got a nose ring, a clitoris ring. Oh, no. man. Good God, man. She's a, a Tampa, Tampa thing. thing. <laughs> a song by Pop Pop. As written by Doug Doug uh, Davison. Davison, thank you, not Doug Smith. Just some Florida shit. Just some Florida shit. Gents <laughs> ring and a glitterous. <laughs> the only ring time ring? that rhyming ring with ring is fine by me. It was, that one gets oh, the Mark Davis. This is a personal bias stance right of here. approval. A stamp of approval. <laughs> that would not pass the muster on lyrics to go. I don't. Well, oh God, you know, Doug God. is a special brain. <laughs> Doug has got a special brain. Let's take a little break. Okay. And then we're going to come back with some miscorrections, you some no notes, okay. and a second round of trivia. All that Smash Burger talk gave me a misdirection. <laughs> that episode. Back and it's time for some no notes. No 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 notes. We got some no notes here, both you know correspondence digitally as well as in person. As we mentioned, Rick G coming to visit from California, who is by the way a quiz daddy. Yeah, we need we owe him an apology. We've been we he bumped himself up at some point. And it slipped through the cracks, <laughs> and he was like, by the way, and I'm not trying to make a big stink out of it, I whipped my phone out on the spot, Lee, mm-hmm. and updated our friend Rick. Good. And uh, Rick G. will uh, be the first name I read for a little while until someone else steps up and either becomes a quiz daddy or joins, but I, I put him uh, I put him right in the front, at least for a little while, to apologize. Thank you, Rick G. We appreciate you. So you're telling me you put dick up? To the front. Yes. Okay, very good. I don't know if he goes by that. Oh, well, G. I'm just saying. Richard. No, yeah. Never mind. Uh, we also got <laughs> a nice email here from Joel, our friend Joel Weeks, who uh, wanted to respond to us about our three types of no-nonsense trivia podcast listeners that we identified in the mm. last episode. We talked about people that were hardcore into trivia, people that just liked you know listening to podcasts and find ours interesting. Mussolini over here. And also, uh, also quiz masters who you know aren't particularly good at trivia, but want you know to pick up some tips on how to how to run games. Joel writes fourth type of listener: people who love you guys. Oh, I had prostate cancer. You guys are a part of what's keeping me going. Jeez. Hugs, Joel. Joel, is that all he said? That's what he wrote. I want to know more about Joel. Well, yeah, Joel's written in before, and uh, you know, Joel. He's on the Facebook, yeah, uh, group. 
indeed. And uh, we appreciate you, Joel. And that that was, you know, well, I'll such be a, looking. a you know touching message. And we wish you well in your recovery. Yeah, I, I well. don't. I'm I'm not often without words, but uh, means a lot to hear something like that. And we wish you the best. And uh, you know, we'll uh, we'll keep keeping on. It's the kind of thing that, you know, I, I think about that kind of stuff. Like when I'm editing the episodes, like I will think about Joel now when I'm like, you know, working on this stuff and, and getting it out. Because sometimes when you're a content creator, you put stuff out and we do get, you know, a lot of like interaction on Discord and on Facebook. And, and that's great. But, you know, to know that like you've really like, you know, touched somebody and, and like made a difference in their life, that's. That's just on another level, you know. To say you help me keep get going on mm-hmm. is, uh, I mean, that's amazing. There's there's just times when you you know as a podcast editor, a fellow podcast editor, mm-hmm. there's times where you're doing it and you're like, oh my gosh, this is just like so much work. Like, is it worth it? You know, you start doubting yourself and stuff, and that's that's when these these little types of notes like you know reach in and, and can make a difference in our lives too, and and keep us going. Yeah. So, uh, thank you so much, Joel, for that, and and thanks again, Rick. And um, I just there's there's times that uh, that uh, where you can't properly express what you feel um, when it comes to uh, the emotions of others, especially when it's something r- so real, and uh, when that stuff when that when that is brought up that 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 disease. The Yiddish people call it Yene Makla, which means that disease. They don't. Mm-hmm. They don't even say its name. It's. Uh, it just. It. It. It scares the living daylights out of me. And yeah. I, honestly, and when and and uh, anybody that's going through that, I have the utmost sympathy for, and I think about them, and I will be looking out for Joel's name on Facebook for sure. Make sure to get checked. Yeah. 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 Definitely. And I just wanted to give a note to our listeners. Near and far, we are rapidly approaching one million downloads for the entire show here. Really? Yes. It will probably happen in between the release of this episode and the next episode if if we continue at the rate that we're going. So just want to thank everybody. You can edit this out if you want, but I have to ask real quick, what is your average download a week? It's uh, around Jeez, sometimes a little man. under, sometimes a little over. That's amazing. Yeah. It's yeah. absolutely amazing. Yeah. And something I just want to mention, because I know we talk a lot and obviously people that support us financially with the Patreon and everything, we appreciate it. It means the world to us. But if anyone is in a position where they can't support us financially and they can't get on the Patreon, please remember that there are free ways to support us, namely by sharing episodes yeah. Liking stuff, reposting stuff, telling your friends about episodes, um, you know, or if you know other people that are into trivia, etc. Uh, it is a completely free way where even if people listen to one or two episodes, it gets us out there. It gets our names out there. It is 100% free for you to do and still helps us out a lot. So something to just be mindful of. You do not need to just support us financially. You don't just need to, you know, write in or call in, etc. You can you can support us by doing things like that as well. Yeah, I totally 100% agree. That's that's a big way to help us out. It's it's probably bigger than you even realize, but like shares are are very helpful in, you know, kind of uh spreading our message, you know. Yeah. <laughs> of the, trivia and and its uh, appreciations and 
The nuts and bolts, as we Hashtag say. Hashtag not a Facebook ad, but the three things at the bottom of a post. Commenting and say how much saying how much you like something or what you appreciate about something, sharing something and reacting to it. All of that stuff brings posts up. All that stuff draws eyes to something. Yeah. So doing any of those three things and obviously just word of mouth, etc. Always a huge thing and will get us to get us to one million downloads, maybe a little bit faster. Yeah, or ten million even. Or ten to million. say. But uh yeah, it, it it's not just like I mean if you if you share it. That is obviously helpful to, like, put it in front of people's eyes. Mm -hmm. But also, these algorithms are calculated by engagement. Yeah. So you sharing it tells these algorithms that this is a post worth seeing. And more people that you are connected with on social media will then see it. Yes. Whereas if if not a lot of people interact with it, it just suppresses it basically and says this post is not important at all. And uh, leaves us a little dead in the water. Yeah. So, so another way to help. help Mark. Yeah. All right. And then uh, we got some no notes here from uh, one from Seth Brundle on Discord who writes, the six to eight person max rule is so standard, I, uh, parenthetical, I don't live in the U.S., that I agree it shouldn't need to be said regardless of if it's written on the posters or not. I liked Mark's perspective on the fact that you're entertainers and at the end of the day you don't want to discourage people from returning. But by failing to address those sorts of situations, you will just discourage the other teams. If this guy was really as tenuously acquainted to that, quote, one returning regular and the stoner kids, then they could have easily made a separate group. I'm not even at the trivia part of this episode yet, but this whole saga was extremely entertaining to listen to so far. Yeah. Thank you, Seth. Not only a snazzy name, but also a heavy thinker. I agree. I, and I have to ask, has he sent any, I've heard his name mentioned on the podcast before. Has he sent in other emails? He has, or okay. at least uh, he's made some comments on and Discord. And that's gotta be a best. pen name. That can't be his real name. I don't think I so. Don't his picture is of, uh, um, um, Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. Okay. Yeah, because from the fly, I can't tell you how many times when I was Brundle. a kid, I heard people call me Seth Brundle and they thought it was so clever. Oh, I forgot that that character's oh, name was first. Okay. Yeah. His first name was Seth. When they heard my name was Seth, they'd go, Oh, from the fly. Wow. Yeah. You got, Fly bullied. Yeah. To a degree. <laughs> Fly shamed. Yes. Uh, we also it's heard. It's emo band, isn't it? <laughs> we also heard uh, from Fade to One on this. Yeah, I feel like some sort of arrangement could be made, especially with the wacky limit of seven being imposed. However, that email is batshit crazy, so fuck them. Are there tables <laughs> there some weir- that are weir- some weird shape that fits seven best? No. So I guess I don't know. My thinking on this was I wanted to do something around six to eight, and I just thought that seven was kind of an interesting number. It's like as soon as you go to eight, you could easily make two teams of four. Yeah, it's you know, arbitrary. Four four. But yeah. fuck them. Right. Like he said. <laughs> I don't know, though. I don't know. Maybe I should raise it to eight. This is not the first time that I've I've thought about this. And I say you hold your ground. Well, this past week, there was a team of eight people that I had to split up. Mm. And rather than going four and four, they went six and two. And the two people, I think, felt a little put out. Mm. Even though I mentioned in my rules, you can still sit together, you know, just take two answer sheets. There was clearly a, a division. So... I'm I'm mulling it over again. I'm wondering how pissed off the seven team uh, group would be <laughs> if you suddenly <laughs> raise it to eight. They shouldn't be upset. It's you know this all plays into this. He decision. makes a good point. Change it and let's see what how many emails you get. <laughs> well, I, I I should say you still let them be the winners for that night. So if anything, yeah, there's he, he'll probably think that he's the one who like 
got you into accepting eight people. Look, despite his approach, <laughs> maybe it's not a bad idea. You know? uh, yeah, look, yeah, that's why, you know, it's uh, I'm always open to listen to people's ideas. Mm-hmm. If people come up and go, have you ever thought about doing this? I'll, you know, I've thought about doing stuff that like similar stuff to you do in the other trivias, like doing audio rounds or putting audio stuff into it. But ultimately, I would maybe do that if I get to the point where I was like writing trivia questions is just too hard or something. And there have been I there have been times where I've thought about it, but ultimately haven't haven't pulled the trigger. But always listen to your to your trivia players, your constituency. Yeah, I mean, maybe we can take a vote to on Discord, you know, see what other people think. Mm. It seems like eight, six to eight is the standard, but I wonder if, uh, is seven too wacky or should I <sighs> stick to my guns like, uh, like Seth mentioned? <laughs> Who knows? Warring Hearts writes, great episode all around. I love all the discussions. Kyle as a guest never misses. Also, Dropout as a streaming service is 100% worth it. Hashtag not mad. And I recommend it to anyone who listens. Guys, so. I love it. Yeah, there Definitely was a lot of my money's worth. There was a lot of um actually fans on our Discord server <clears throat> chiming in and even pointing out Adam from Death Stars and Death Stars that there's an um actually it. board I've heard game. So many good things. About yeah, that. I saw that. That was just pretty amazing. But I five bucks a month, even if you get it for like two months and then drop off of it, it is so good. And there's a usual cast of characters and some people that you've that you know of and etc. It's it's very good. Actually, not that. And we got some missed corrections here. Missed corrections. I thought we used to do everything under the same umbrella. We did, but I'm just trying to, you know. Hey, Jess, people are there fading out, you know. Oh my gosh, music happening again. Yeah. We heard from Fade to One about my Bond question about who, which lead actor has played Bond the most times, given the the years that I presented, and. Kevin Hunt, a.k.a. Fade to One, wrote, Connery was in as many movies as more if you count the random one he did in the 80s, although the question slash answer is still technically correct since it's a tie and you specified the years. That's right. I did specify the years, so I think I'm all right there. But Mm. I see what you're saying. I, I did, during the James Bond trivia, Say unless otherwise specified, we are talking about the Eon Productions movies only, okay? Uh, because they are kind of the the most popular ones. There was, you know, some other like Bond, like one or two, you know. I question would say items. you would assume that it's featured performer, and that's what you're going with. Mm-hmm. He did. He did it. He did an off brand, an off Eon brand uh, James Bond movie as well in the eighties. His second return to the role. Uh. That was that was disconcerting the way you sounded. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We'll just move attack. on here. <laughs> uh, Motor Liquor wrote, puts the lotion in the basket. F1 question. Miss Correction Lee says, if there's a race suspension, they stop this clock as well, which is true up to a point. As I understand it, there can be one hour's worth of suspensions in race, making it so they cannot go over three hours, including suspensions. Long suspensions are almost always due to the weather. And if they can tell the weather won't let up, they'll just cancel the race. Red flags caused by crashes can eat up a lot of time too. It seems like if it seems like it's going to be two hours and one minute, they'll ignore it. But if it's two hours and 10 minutes, they'll enforce it. So how does this relate to my question? I guess I would say that this is a pretty niche rule Mm -hmm. in general. And, uh, maybe it's, maybe it's too difficult for a pub trivia night because that is a lot of like uh, details and contingencies, there, but I appreciate the extra information. Yeah, it sounds like he said that three hours could possibly be an answer, is what I heard. And I believe three hours was my guess. 
Well, it says they stop the clock, but it, yeah, I mean, it's on the conditional that they don't stop the clock, I guess. I don't know. I'm just going to say that I might have had that right. <clears throat> Motor liquor, please chime in. You seem to be the expert here. <laughs> on the rate my question, I knew the answer right away. This is again Blake, uh, Motor liquor. If I ever hear anything about King Leopold in Congo, I almost immediately think of rubber. There are images online of children with missing limbs for failing to collect enough rubber. Truly horrifying. Leopold was a bad, bad, bad yes. dude. Did you know that one right out of the gate? I did because uh, of somebody put on the Discord a link to a Behind the Bastards episode. I listened to it, fascinated, found out, got all that information about the rubber trade and about the Belgians taking over better portions of the Congo. And yeah, I right when I it was one of those you know screaming at the uh, screaming at your headset moments you know rubber rubber you know just yelling mm-hmm. about it and somebody put up that di- that uh, that Discord link very helpful yeah um, that information and uh, and a great question that was uh, whiskey that posted that <laughs> aka Lisa Lisa aka whiskey do you do yeah. real name aka or the alias I don't know oh you know either or one. yep. Uh, so we'll put a link to that episode of Behind the Bastards in the show notes here as well if you want to check that or out. Or you can go on the Discord. Yeah. No Nonsense Trivia Podcast Discord. Please do. There. And we heard from Anand with a classic no-note from episode 203 writing, the question about the different models of Alpha Romeo, one of which was Spider, Roadster, Spider, Spider, or Convertible. Take your pick. The terms Spider and Spider, that's with an I and one with a Y, are used interchangeably nowadays. They are essentially two-seater cars with an open top. Italian automakers generally use the term Spider with an I. The main reason behind this is that the Italian alphabet lacks the letter Y. There is no difference between a Spider with an I and a Spider with a Y. Italians ain't got no damn Y? Nope. Why not? What the fuck? They got it. They use something else probably for that. Yeah, if you try to shorthand text them, why not? And you use the letter Y, they're like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> ah, what is that? <laughs> How do you make that fucking thing? What the hell's going on? In the so words, scary. in the words of Quizmaster Mark on the No Nonsense Trivia podcast, two rights make a wrong. You being right and you writing in. If you'd like to write us with a missed correction. Read us with a write my question. Or miss us with, <laughs> I don't know. What the or hell? just create a little <laughs> no note. You can write to us at no nonsense trivia at gmail.com or call us at 1 929 Or find us on social media. And please, if you have yet to do so, take a moment to review our show on Apple, Spotify, Podchaser, Good Pods, or wherever else you might find our show available for rating and review. Another free way to help us. Gentlemen, my first question for the second round, what dictator famously said, you can pluck a chicken one feather at a time and nobody will notice? Man, that's a good question. Thanks. Mm. Not a lot to work with here. Yeah. A dictator. Well, there there are quite a few dictators. Mm-hmm. We have your I mentioned, aforementioned Mussolini. Yep. Um, Pol Pot. We have Pol Pot. You have, uh, in my opinion, clearly, um, Mr. Fidel Castro. Mm-hmm. You have Hitler. Pinochet. Hitler. Mm-hmm. Hitler. Um, you have Franco. Who's, Francisco Franco. Who's who's plucking feathers? You hmm. mother plucker. Maybe, maybe it is Hitler. Maybe he's talking about, you know, the different groups. You know, if you, like, attack one group at a time. Man, I want to say this, is, this is kind of poetic sounding. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Hitler ever said anything poetic in his life. It was always just very cut and dried and to the point. 
from what I saw, you know. Maybe, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I just. It sounds. It's. I'm far trying to too think poetic. of the analogy, you know, and I, and he was he was you know attacking so many different groups. Oh boy, that you know it makes it like and the the whole you know first they came for you know these people and they did not speak up. I don't know. I don't know. I, I I've heard yeah, that, but that, you you know the that idiom before exactly. So the yeah. idea is that in my mind right now. It, is that each of those would be like a feather. Because of the multitude, yes. Okay. Yeah, so you pluck one at a time, I, nobody notices until the whole chicken is bare. I don't, I don't know. Just an idea. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it, has, it has merit. Your, your, it's sound theory. Um, something, when, when I first heard it, I immediately, for some reason, don't think bad of me, this, I thought it was maybe Fidel Castro. I thought, you know, maybe. Could be. I mean, it could be. That why didn't But what's the analogy for? Like what why is know. why is he saying it? Um, let's see, what did he do? He moved slowly across from the Sierra Madres all the way to Havana in a very long not a long, but a but a a, a, a protracted over a year period. Okay, so a slow War. expansion. Yeah, I mean he he started in the Sierra mm-hmm. Madres. They landed right there, him and just like sixty guys on a boat. Not that I don't even know if it was exactly sixty, but it was a limited number, yeah. and then they slowly <clears throat> built troops up as they slowly moved eastward. So maybe that's what it's in reference to, as opposed to. I don't think Franco did that. I think you know he had a, an army, you know, that he just took and just and 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 was there. It was like built in, and he just took. It. I'm not sure. I don't think. Um, who uh, was who was the head of the Soviet Col- Union? Gorb- uh, Joseph Stalin. Stalin. Yes. Well, Stalin. That's- he was a dictator, mm-hmm. and boy, he did do things methodically. Boy, he did dictate. What did he dictate? Um, there's, there's him. There's Mao Zedong. He was a dictator. There was Kim Jong. Il. Il. Well, mm-hmm. his father. Un. Un. Was it Un? Kim Jong Un. Yeah. Okay, I have one of them. I, I'm I'm mm-hmm. not sure. I can't I can't say for sure. It's, there was three different Kim Jong surname, I suppose. Uh, Who was the emperor of Vietnam? Well, there was he wasn't an emperor, but they had oh. Ho Chi Minh. Ho Chi Minh. He wasn't an emperor. Ho Chi Minh was very poetic. He did say, yeah, yes, and it was a protracted fight that he was that he was. Uh, that was well thought out, well, well, well managed. I mean, it did result in a lot of deaths on his side. That's a good answer. That would that would be a good answer. That would be a good answer. We can go with it. Ho Chi. Yeah, because I don't know. It could be anybody. I don't Meta-gaming know. Metagaming Hitler is an obvious answer. Yeah. You know, maybe. I maybe Ho Chi Minh. Let's go with it. Ho, Ho Chi, Chi Minh. Sorry, that's incorrect. <laughs> I had this question sitting in my uh, in my stable. And then Seth happened to name drop him, saying I was seemingly oh. reenacting him. Mussolini oh. is the correct answer. Okay, okay. Mussolini. So you were gesticulating. I, it was very, very funny that he happened to name him, and I was like, I just got to come out of the gate and we ask that start question. Start picking up on Damn that it. kind yeah, of no shit. Yeah, no kidding. Don't get too meta on me, because then I'll know and I'll start abandoning meta ship. He knows that we know that he, he knows, knows that we, that we know. know. Cryptids. Ooh. Cryptids is my category. <laughs> Cryptid category. 
Igopogo. Igopogo, a cryptid said to inhabit Lake Simcoe, is a piece of folklore from which country? You know, it's funny. Hmm. Not to bring it up again, but it just keeps getting brought up in my life a lot. There is a bonus round in Um Actually where they give you like six or seven cryptids and put a map and have you put which each creature, oh. which each cryptid would come from, which I would be great for, for you. Show. Which would be great for you. <laughs> yeah. And I believe they even had Ego Poco, but I do not remember the answer. Oh. Um, Ego Pogo sounds. Like, it could be from a couple different places. It's said to inhabit Lake Simcoe. That's your hint Can there. you spell Simcoe? Please. S-I-M-C-O-E. Yeah, that tells me a lot. The spelling. What do you think it is? This is going to be out of the world. Uh, this is a, a, a out of left field answer, but I, there's a, 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 there's a foundation for the answer. Simcoe was a well-known British officer during the wars leading up to the Revolutionary War in the United States, and I believe he spent a lot of time in Canada. I think it's Canada. But Ego Pogo? Is that one word or two? It's one word. Can you spell it, please? I-G-O-P-O-G-O. He was also British. He, he was from England, and he might have spent some time in India. But I think there's a Lake Simcoe in Canada. I think. Look, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fight against you because I don't have anything better. Ego Pogo, I P O G I I G O P O G O. Ego Pogo. Can I watch some episodes of I'm actually real quick? <laughs> no study aids during the question round. Mark. I'm sorry. <laughs> You want how how, do there, you, how sure do you feel about Canada? Well, it, in the he spelled it exactly the way that I know that that Simcoe's last name is spelled, and I'm and I doubt that this is in England where he was from, but I do know he spent some time in in Canada. Um, but and that's, I mean, what I, I think that you have as good of a chance of a Lake Simcoe being in Canada as you would have a Lake Simcoe in. Vietnam, you know, a, maybe a better chance, or India, or somewhere in Asia. It just doesn't sound like. I suppose there are. There's like Lake Victoria in Africa, you know, which is obviously an English name. It could be Africa. It could be somewhere in Africa. But he's looking for the country. Yeah, so we need I know. To know. It's in Chad, or it's in, or yeah, Sudan. Could it be Namibia? Boy, that would be mind blowing. Wouldn't that be? Oh, some I got. Shit? I, I detected a side eye there. I will say, ego no, he's shaking pogo, his head. No, no, ego pogo sounds kind of African. You think so? Kind of. Kind of. Kind of. Let's go with Canada. You seem to think that there's a lake know. Simcoe there. I think there's a lake Simcoe. We're gonna say Canada. That's correct. Oh, Seth picked yes. up on the clue precisely. Nice. Very well Goodness. done, Seth. <laughs> Oh, God, I damn. thought you were going to talk this man out of it. I was sitting here sweating in my jockeys. Damn. Ugh. Okay. Way it, to go, this, Seth. It's my go, isn't it? It's my go. It yep. is your go. I, this is the category of things that make trivia hosts happy. So question oh, number three from me is Yokozuna. 
Afasika, Jay, Jimmy, Umaga, Rosie, Solo Sikoa are all members of what family? This is a wrestling question. I know. I know. I knew when I heard Yokozuna and one of the other first ones. Um, as far as the name of the family, I'm not sure. I think it's Fatu. Okay. F A T U. Okay. Um, I know that they have some family members that are definitely that definitely have that name. The Usos in WWE, Jimmy and Jay Uso. Uh, their real names are, I think, Jimmy and Jay Fatu. Uh, so. And yeah, they're they're definitely related to all of those people that Seth just mentioned. All right, Fatu. That is the name of uh, who'd you say, Jimmy and Jay? Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's their Uso. Yes, yes. That's their that's their last name. And I didn't see Fatu come up. Oh no! In any of those, um, I'm sad to say. I thought this was going to be a softball oh, for you. Oh man! It's the Anuahi. Oh yeah, Anoahi family. Man, I thought. Oh, you're right. No, Anoahi. that that's my bad. That's that's yeah. okay. I mean, that's a good question. That is a good wrestling is it, question. Is it okay? Is it okay? I, listen, they are part I was of that family. Up wrestling but, questions mm-hmm. just for you, and I saw Yokozuna, and it said you know member of the, and I was like, I'll bet you know I didn't have any clue about this. I thought I bet Lee's gonna know it, so I threw it out there. Yes, uh, the Fatu kind of I think here. are they're they're like either cousins to Jacob, that family. Jacob Fatu. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My mm. bad. That's okay. All of them. They all all the members professional wrestlers originating from American Samoa. Right. That's where it came yep. from. Even though yeah. Yokozuna was presented as a Japanese wrestler. Right. Um, He's American Samoan. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for reeducating me on that, Seth. Damn. I have an yeah. 80s action movie question for you, which also involves a Is it your pro turn? wrestler. No, it's your turn. I was going to say. My mm-hmm. bad. Watch the fuck out. It's just such a natural segue. I thought I could go. The Crescent Stars is the nickname for what country's national soccer team? The Crescent Stars is the nickname for what country's national soccer team? Saudi Arabia? No, they don't, don't have no. They don't have or, a crescent on their yeah. flag. Um, Morocco. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, no. Maybe. Maybe. I think they're the lions. I think it's uh, mm. Turkey. Oh, Turkey has a crescent star. Okay. I think. Yeah. I th- I'm not a hundred percent sure. And they're pretty good at football. Oh yeah, right? they are. They're very good. They're. I mean, well, everybody's good relative to the United States. You know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just not. It's not a thing. I wish it was. I wish we were better at soccer. I like soccer. If you have a soccer match in Constantinople, you'll be playing in Istanbul. Even old New York mm. was once New Amsterdam. <laughs> Let's go with it. <clears throat> no? Yes. 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 Let's go with it. Turkey. Turkey. Turkey is correct. Yeah. 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 All right. That was a quick sauce. Very nice. Yeah. Clean. Very I wonder good. if Morocco is the Lions. Now you got me thinking. Mm. I'll look that up. Okay. 80s action movies. My last category for y'all for this round. Obey and consume are words hidden in advertisements that are revealed by a special pair of sunglasses in what 1988 sci-fi action film that starred pro wrestler Rowdy Rowdy Roddy Roddy Piper? Piper. Uh, They live. Yeah. Yes. On the tip of my tongue, yes. We're going to say. It was they live. They live. 
Well, only 43% of my teams got that right, but you guys had no Damn. trouble with it. That's Damn. correct. They live. Killing it today. A lot of teams writing down the Terminator for that one, <laughs> which <laughs> he was not in, but I get the sunglasses I thing, get, yeah, you I get know, it. The, the marketing, the red eye. Yeah. Behind yeah. It. That's fair. Yeah, that's I only fair. saw that movie once, like not long after it came out on VHS. It's, it's, uh, it's pretty good. It's got a great fight scene in it where uh, – um, Well, it's Rowdy Rowdy. Piper and who's his co-star? Keith David. Keith David. Keith Thank David. you. Yeah. Yes, he's in something about Mary. That's how we remember. Right, him. the beans yes. above the Franks. Exactly. Right? Beans above the Franks. Yeah. Uh, was that him? Yes. Okay. Yes, absolutely. And he was in the thing. God, that movie was yeah. so awesome. But yeah, him and uh, Keith David and and Rowdy Roddy Piper have this crazy brawl because Piper wants him to put on put on the sunglasses. Put on the glasses. Yeah. They keep, tell them. you know, going at each other. Good stuff for 80s action movie. Seth, can you uh, grace us with wives. A, a, final, <laughs> a final question for the round? Don't say anything bad about my dress. Questions <laughs> my kid brings up is this category. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. I hope I didn't ask this I like before. these categories. They're yeah. fun. Um, what was the final mission of NASA's Apollo program? The most recent time humans have set foot on the moon or traveled beyond low Earth orbit. What was the mission? What was the mission number? Oh, the mission number. What was the final mission? Yes. Has, has there been anything above Apollo 19? 13 is where I check out of that. Apollo. So <laughs> I know we got at least up to 13 because of the movie. <laughs> Apollo 19? Directed by Ron Howard? No, that one was directed by Clint Howard. Yeah, one of the Howards. Apollo Howard the 19. Duck. Howard the t- <laughs> Got it out before I could. I was getting ready to say it. Just imagine me doing punch-up in L.A. You, huh? you feel good about 19? I feel pretty good about it. Apollo 18? There's a, there's a They Might Be Giants album called... So the movie's Apollo 13, right? Yes. So there's a By They Ron Might Howard. Be Giants album called Apollo 18 or Apollo 19. But for some reason, Apollo 19, even if there is, even if the They Might Be Giants album is Apollo 18, Apollo 19 jumps out to me. Okay. I have no idea, so I'm, I'm cool going with that. All right. We're going to guess it. I don't we'll think it's say, much more than that if it is. I mean, does Apollo yeah. 20 sound right? It doesn't, right? I don't think I've ever heard Apollo 20. We're going to say Apollo 19. So close. Um, Sorry, Apollo guys. 18. It was actually... Apollo 17. Yeah. So they must have done the sequel for the album. Yes. Right. Um, the Apollo 19 uh, rocket, Apollo the one that was supposed to be used but didn't funding got cut at the very end, is actually hanging in the visitor center at NASA. Oh. When you go to the NASA visitor center, that rocket, that Saturn V, it's so awesome, man. It is, it is absolutely breathtaking. If you have never been to NASA, um, Kennedy Space Center, and gone on the tours there, it's absolutely amazing. Um, the, one of the, the captain of the Apollo 17 mission, Eugene Cernan, his suit that he used to walk on the moon is there and it's got dust on it. You can see it. There are little bits, the, the, the Kitty Hawk, one of the, one of the uh, landing modules is there. It's just, it's absolutely fascinating. And to see an actual 
uh, Saturn rocket that's up there that was supposed to be used on the Apollo 19 mission is, is, is absolutely amazing. The Apollo 17 was the last time that we touched the moon, the last time that uh, we went to uh, any, anything beyond lower Earth orbit. And um, uh, this guy Evans and Cernan rode around on the moon in a car. They spent three days up there. They slept on the goddamn moon. Look what human beings did, man. It's absolutely amazing. Go right ahead. Something else wonderful that human beings did. John Flansburg That's right. And John Linnell, John Linnell put out Apollo 18. This is their album cover. The Squid it's and a, the Whale. Yep. Yes. Yes. Just the like giant the, whale. the Noah Baumbach movie. Indeed. There is a new moon mission, right? Didn't it, they just announce we're supposed to a be new going mission to the moon? back to the moon? Interesting. Yeah, we're supposed to be trying to get back there. And I think that uh, that would be awesome if it happened in my lifetime because I was not surprisingly born yet the last time that we were on the moon. The album was named after the canceled Apollo 18 mission that was scheduled to have followed Apollo 17. Yeah. Had I known that, we would have gotten the right thing there. Yeah. Well, you win or you learn, but you can't lose. That's what we like to say. They Might Be Giants were declared the official musical ambassadors by NASA. As well they should be. So, Oh, it wasn't uh, 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 Moxie Fluvis? Moxie, Moxie Fruvis? Fruvis? No, it's not. Didn't they actually, their music got played in space, right? Didn't Mike Canary have a question I about that? I think so. Mike Canary was just on uh, Lyrics to Go. Indeed. He was. First guest of this year's Police Pearl. I don't know if you're going to be doing it again another year, but I've heartily enjoyed uh, this month of Lyrics to Go. Thank you. And Thank you. Uh, getting to know more about Mr. Gordon Shumway, <laughs> which some of our <laughs> listeners are writing in saying, wait. That's Alf. Is that like, a bit? Do they know that he, it, that's Alf? And I'm like, yes. And and Seth has said it so many times now that I had to look it up the other day because I was starting to feel like, am I going crazy? But yeah, Sting's real name, Gordon Sumner. Here to make you question Which yourself. is funny yeah. because uh, the 10 Sumner's Tales, my friend Seth here thought that that was not spelled S-U-M-M-O-N-E-R, that it was a takeoff of his last name. But it was spelled S U M M O N E R. Is it Summoners? It is. Yeah. Oh, that would okay. have been very clever. I had to throw in a little bit of an edit into the episode. Oh, saying, okay. I thought that Haha, was. I was right. You were wrong. Oh. It's always one good song for each of your... my 10 last ancestors, <laughs> 10 Sumner tales. All right, buddy. Anyway, let's take a little break and then we're going to come back with our third round of questions and a rate my question from Not in Lisa. that order. <laughs> No, they won't. They won't be in that order. From Lisa, from Whiskey Tango. Yes. Yes. I'm scared. Let's take our break and we'll get to it. back and it's time for a rate my question i nailed that yeah i don't think you did go back and listen to the tape always second guessing his guest host real close you might have missed a note or two this is from lisa aka whiskey from whiskey tango she writes hi guys here's a question for you why don't more people play mark's trivia on zoom that's a good question that's some odd trivia. And here's some trivia. There's oh, okay. <laughs> Just a question to open it up. Yeah. We don't have the answer, but that's a good question. Yeah. Come and play my trivia on Zoom. Jesus. Come and play. Here's Lisa's rate my question. Named for a conquistador who explored across the area, the Balboa 
is the official currency of what country that widely uses the U.S. dollar as well? Named for a conquistador who explored across the area, the Balboa is the official currency of what country that widely uses the U.S. dollar as well? Rockyville. I don't know that country. Balboa. Rocky Balboa. So you're talking about Philly. (laughs) Rockyville. Okay, we know that it's not the Bahamas or Cuba because those were essentially Columbus's areas. We know that it's not Mm -hmm. Florida because that was essentially Ponce de Leon. We know that it's not Mexico because that was Cortez. So we're going down into the South American countries. And you know what? I think I know a South American country that uses the dollar. I think it's Ecuador. Uh, actually, but that's not named after uh, that's named after the equator, right? The country isn't named after. She's it. talking the about the Balboa, the oh, currency, oh, monetary oh, unit. Yeah, conquistador. The, I thought she was saying the country was named after the conquistador. I f- yeah, I, f- I feel like I read somewhere that in Ecuador the dollar is used like very a lot of countries use yeah. the dollar. Yeah, a lot of countries down there use them. You mm-hmm. can pay for you know a lot of stuff in Venezuela with the dollar. I mean, the dollar is essentially the international currency that, that's, that's just about accepted everywhere. Um, I'm thinking, I mean, Ecuador is an idea. That's a, that's a, that's a good idea. Uh, it's not American Samoa, is it? Well, that's not in South America. Well, yeah, I guess the Spanish conquistadors would not have gone there, right? I don't think so. Yeah. No. That would have been a long way to go. Yeah, I wonder if they were coined. I mean, uh, what do you call it? Uh, the Philippines were were colonized by the Spanish at one point, but I don't know if they had conquistadors go to the Philippines. I'm yeah. not sure. I mean, that's. I think that's a stretch. I think sticking to South America mm-hmm. is probably. That's. I'm thinking Ecuador. Maybe. Maybe it's Venezuela. But I don't, I don't <clears throat> think it's Venezuela because I think they use the. They have a different currency, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think it might be like like one of those interior countries like one of the landlocked countries like like uh like bolivia or paraguay uh, is what i'm thinking might be maybe one of those two i don't know what do you think mark Mark? i dude i have no fucking clue i mean when i think of like well a conquistador that's like someone who conquers shit right that's not necessarily someone like a yeah, it's a Spanish explorer who were, you know, they colonized. So it is an explorer. And, yeah. Yeah. I mean, what's the chances that they're finding Ecuador? It's so weird to me to think about just like fucking wandering around. And well, you go to the tallest part of the earth, right? It's like all going up there. <laughs> but it's just like. Meet me in the middle. The person who founded Chile didn't find Ecuador. I mean, because they're just they're If they're next to each other. I don't, I don't know. know. They're that close. Yeah, they my are. brains. Oh, Chilean Ecuador. Well. well, no, I'm sorry. It goes Colombia, Ecuador, Peru, Chile. Okay. Well, and that's, if you're that's in Peru, the, how the do you western not, coast. How do you not found Ecuador, too? I mean, I guess it makes well, sense. Well, the, the, the conditions of the question. And, shit, and, and but, the conditions of the question are that they use the Balboa and that they also use the, the U.S. dollar widely. Yeah. And I yeah. don't know that they do that in Chile. Well, let's do it then. Let's say Ecuador. See if I give Ecuador? a fuck. Oh. <laughs> See what kidding. he thinks of your question I'm there, Lisa. Kidding. So um, you're going with uh, somewhere South America or Central the Balboa America? Of Bolivia. I, I think Does that sound right to you? <laughs> the Balboa of I, Bolivia. I don't know. 
I, Ecuador. Well, I'm going to give it to you. <laughs> straight trivia. Here's the here's the logic. We're all like cocaine street from Bolivia. <laughs> here's Martin the logic. Here. Ecuador is a hard country to Parking. conquer. It's yeah. mountainous. Mm-hmm. Everything from the from Colombia all the way down to Chile is all mountains. You know what I mean? There's tons and tons of mountains. And when you hear about you know South America being the conquest of it. It typically starts in like Venezuela with Simon Bolivar, you know, and then working his way south. Um, and you know, Bolivia is named after him. I, or it could be Paraguay. I, I think it's one of those two. Mm. My hip hop will think... rock and shock the nation like the Emancipation Proclamation. But which nation? Maybe, uh, maybe it's the one that uses the Barboa, Balboa. the Balboa, <laughs> Barbona, Barbacoa. Mm. Yes. Mm. Still got food on the mind here. Meaty, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. Well, what know. do you think, Mark? Bolivia, Paraguay. I mean, Seth just brings up the point that uh, could be Uruguay. It's it. You know, Ecuador is outside of the Uruguay. typical path. Uruguay I guess, had a of, conquistador in it. If they're coming from Spain, I would think it would be the east coast of Central America, South America. I know that may be kind of a dumb way to think because they could have gone around. Yeah, but I'm thinking of and like then landed on the coast of Uruguay. Uruguay. We didn't land on Uruguay. Uruguay landed, landed on, on us. So many years of systemic oppression. Says Balboa X. Can we give separate answers or do we all have to be? We all got to fucking yeah. do the same thing? I think, Come on. I think Mark should decide between our... Working? We've got right. two... We're, we're coming so at this from two different angles. you're saying Ecuador. I'm saying Ecuador because I think I have a memory about reading about how Ecuador uses the U.S. dollar. And there's a lesser confident part of me that thinks that... The Balboa is the official currency of Ecuador. Seth, I'm you're saying Bolivia. I'm feeling. I'm actually. I'm changing my answer to Uruguay, but I would feel really, really bad if it was Ecuador because I don't want to go through a whole nother tic tac toe situation. I'm gonna <laughs> say. I'm gonna. I, my ruling is. I say that we're going with Ecuador. Ecuador. Okay. Let me uh, pull up the email here, and we'll see what's what. The email. Here it is. Lots of space. Thank you, Lisa. Van Halen would be so disappointed in us. Panama. Panama. It's Panama. Oh, wow. The Panamanian Balboa. Read that question again. Okay, I will. Named for a conquistador who explored across the area, the Balboa is the official currency of what country that widely uses the U.S. dollar as well? Yeah, I do. They definitely do. All right. Well, damn. That's damn. the question. We got it wrong, but that should not factor into our rating necessarily, which we'll get into right now. Yeah. And uh, I'm. I just read it. I'm simply going to give this a Pibs X. I think this is a great question. I'm... So thank you, Lisa, for that. And uh, full capitals, Pibs X. I think it produced a delightful sus. And even if we didn't land on it, solid all the way through. I wish, my only wish for this question is I wish the hint was about the name of the country and not about the name of the money. That it pointed to the answer? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I don't feel like there's really a a real honest goodness built-in hint. If I'm correct, the only hint is that it was founded by a conquistador, right? Mm -hmm. I mean... Uh, well, it says it doesn't say that it necessarily founded, founded it, but it was explored across the area. 
So can you read the question to me one more time, please? Named for a conquistador who explored across the area, the Balboa is the official currency of what country that that widely uses the U.S. dollar as well? So to me, there's like a few different ways to get to this. You I could, give it an A. You could know the history, the conquistador exploring an area. You can know official currencies of the world, and that would give it to you. And you could also create a short list of countries that use the U.S. dollar in your head and, and suss to it that way. So I feel like there's there's a couple different ways to get to the yeah, answer. I think it's, it's a not very super good question. obvious, yeah. you know. It's I'm not- going to say A. Okay. Seth? Strong A. I'm going to give it... <clears throat> I, 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 what's my rating system again? The, you oh, were yeah. you in, using the fetuses, unborn fetuses, and then it had to be healthy toddlers because you know, you know, fresh. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to abandon that system. I'm going to move on. A I'm going to give system. this one. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give this one, ladies and gentlemen. We have a new system here. Today. Four and a half sensual salted cured meats. There you oh, go. Yeah. 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 Salame. So, uh, I'm going to give it four and a half salamis. Yeah, I, right. I, I think an A is a four and a half out yeah. of five. Yeah. I, I would say it very, very, very good. This is a good question. Wonderful. Thank you, Lisa, for that. And if you'd like to write us with a rate to my question. Rate us with a write my question. Or a missed correction or even just a little no note, please do so at no nonsense trivia gmail.com or call us. At one nine two nine three five six sixty nine six six percussive. He is he is a percussionist. I am drummer just extraordinaire. It's it. what he does, especially gearing up for this uh, series of concerts. Three here. weeks, oh, May twelfth and thirteenth. You right? believe? It's well, from the day here. this episode comes out, I'm not sure yeah. when it will, but it'll probably be closer to two weeks, probably. But those are the dates: May twelfth, May twelfth, May thirteenth. Don't come think one, about coming all. if you don't have tickets yet. <laughs> but don't they're, come; they're long gone. They are sold point. out. I yeah, see. I do not know what the likelihood of people being able to get in at the door is. Probably very slim to none. But uh, got some fun covers in store that we're kind of trying to keep under wraps. Seth, this is gone from. This has been a. Emotional roller coaster, Seth, of what is going on with this show. Um, uh, of first of just not knowing what to think, and then having just there's there's just a level of anticipation. Tell them in the last uh, in the last month. Preach of, the band that I was in was called the Strip Club Moms. Mark was in. Mark is going to be in a couple of the bands that he was in, namely uh, Table Nine and Anchorite Four. And very, very much anticipating seeing those bands, along with the yeah, others, Market, Jayuna, others that I've forgotten as well. But the band that I was in, um, we haven't played together in any capacity in well over 11 years. Not with you as a band. No, not with me. And uh, as, as, the, as the OG, the originals. And the first night on the 12th, we are going to play with the original, original drummer of the Strip Club Bombs. A wonderful friend of mine who's in a band in Tallahassee called the New 76ers. His name's Danny Goddard. And we recorded a record with him, me and Doug. We found him at the very out- outset at the uh, of uh, the Strip Club Bombs. We recorded a record called Mulch. We're going to be doing that, and it's in its entirety. Oh my God. And then the second night, it is going to be <sighs> the Fort Myers. <laughs> Guys, this is how I feel about salted cured meats. Um, it's what Mark sounds like right now. The second night is going to be the Fort Myers OG, which is me, Doug, Brett Hendershot, oh. and Joe Harley. Oh, my God. And we practiced together oh. a couple of weeks ago, and suffice to say that it went 
it far exceeded our expectations of how Seth we used the word magical. It was And I would agree. I listened to the practice six or seven times on my way up to Port Charlotte on Easter. It was unbelievable. <clears throat> oh boy. Yeah. Well, folks, if you haven't heard, you can uh, you can still check out Strip Club Bombs albums on Bandcamp, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. There's a thing called Happily Ever After Hours at Bandcamp at Parapet.com. Yeah. Parapet.bandcamp.com. That's yeah. right. I'm we'll, sorry. We'll put a link in the show notes as yeah. well uh, for that so you can check out Seth's old band. For fan and, to, fans of indie rock like Pavement and such, Guided by Voices, etc. Yeah. It's a must hear. One of my favorite Fort Myers bands. I was also in Strip Club Moms for a short period and uh, consider it a highlight of my life. It was like being in your favorite band. It was. <laughs> he was in more than a few uh, uh, spots playing drums for us when, yeah, you, you were a mom at one point. I was a sh- right there. surely. Yeah. For well, sure, Kyle surely. and I and, and many others in <laughs> Southwest Florida and beyond yeah. are very excited to see you guys. But on, let's not forget. On May 12th and 13th at Nice Guys Pizza. Table 9 Market, Anchorite 4. Let's go exploring. Yes, uh, and and Jayuna, mm-hmm. and and you blew it. Um, this is mm-hmm. a this is kind of a it's kind of an epic night. Yeah, it's going to be an amazing yeah. time, not to yeah. be missed. Seth, how about you uh, throw out the first question of our final round? Right, here. Boys, get ready for the the granddaddy of them all. Here comes the boom. Here comes the boom. I man, if if you guys get this right, it will make me beyond happy. Ooh, category is things that appeal to me as a large American. Okay. What is the name of the American pocket knife maker manufacturer based in Bradford, Pennsylvania since the year 1905 that has given us models like the Peanut, the Trapper, the Hobo, and the Sodbuster? You can find these knives on display in just about any American hardware store. I don't know this one. I'm going to disappoint Seth here. I don't think I do either. Have you been in a hardware store before? No. Have you seen a the proper dis- one? The display. <laughs> or Lowe's. Any, no. <laughs> hard, like American hard. Like not big box. Yeah. yeah. Just a hardware store. Uh, it, it's been a while. I usually run up to the Home Depot when I need something these days. Mm. I know. So I many mom and pop stores close at like five or six. Yeah, because they work hours of five to six or till five or six and then close right when I'm getting out of work. So where do I got to go? You know, unfortunately, I got to run up to the old uh, big box. Hashtag not an ad. It's a pocket knife manufacturer. Mm. It's not Bowie, right? That's a style of knife. Yeah. It's if, not a, you, if you walk into a hardware store, you mm-hmm. will see these knives on display. Yeah, but I have to walk into the hardware store first, yeah. which it, I did not do. It's not a buck knife. <clears throat> these, these are all styles of knives. Yeah. And the first thing I thought of was Swiss, which That's, is the name of the company that makes Swiss Army knives. And yeah. I was thinking maybe they also made other knives. but Are they American? I would imagine. I doubt I doubt it. No. Not. Um, is, it, it's, is it a name? Is it like Schrute Knives or something like that? I, you know, dude, Shrewd. to be honest with you, That's I have great. no fucking clue. Um, it's not a Leatherman, I don't think. Leathermen are known for making pocket tools, mm-hmm. um, pliers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Even a little mini saw, um, jackets, Leatherman jackets. Mm. No, that's a little joke. Leatherman jackets. Um, 
I don't even know where to begin with this. I don't either, dude. To be completely frank with you, I think uh, we'd be spinning our wheels. Trying to think of like I and you know I even own like one or two just knives, <clears throat> but I can't think of what if they are that company and what the company would be named. Yeah, I've got a couple pocket knives too, but I don't know if I've ever studied who actually. Do you want to go to the bathroom real quick and? Uh, <laughs> put yeah, on a I'll leave my phone here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Shroot knives. We'll say shroot knives. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Oh, yeah. Dwight what if that was knives? right? They actually sit in a display that sits usually between the Leathermans and the Swiss Army knives that are called Victorinox. That's who makes them. Never heard Victorinox? Of Victorinox is the name of this little red Swiss Army knife. Oh, okay. But they sit right there in a glass case in just about every one of them. And I got my first one. Look out, he's got a knife! 35 years ago. And this is a trapper. And this right here, they're wonderful and they are iconic. Did you say Victorinox? That's, the, that's what they sit that's between. The it's called a case knife. Oh, a case knife. Case, case is the answer. W-R, case, and He's sons. even got the two blades out in a V for Victorinox. Case. Hashtag not an act. And I know that ad. there are listeners out there that are screaming <clears throat> at their phones and whatnot right now knowing That what does this look is. like a nice knife. It's it, yeah, I've had this one for thirty years. Hell and, yeah! Uh, Were you screaming the answer? Go on uh, our Facebook group or our uh, our <laughs> Mark is so skeptical. Please do. <laughs> I want to know if anybody was screaming never this fucking this answer. Shit. There are. I know. So there. case is the correct answer. Yes. Case case knife. A case knife. Probably C A S E C A S E. And you said it. It sits between the Leatherman and the Swiss and the. Victorinox. Usually, when you go into the um, when you go into the uh, 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 hardware store. They're up in a glass case, and they're they're yeah. collectible. People a collect case and a them. case, yeah, a case case, a case case, exactly. A case of cases. And there's a display case, and it's glass, and they're sitting with a little red felt thing <sighs> that they sit on, and people Ooh, collect nice. them. And uh, yeah, uh, they're they're collectible knives, and they are. I mean, they are functional. There is no doubt about that. But a lot of people just collect them. There's a whole, you know, subculture of people that collect these knives. I get it. Yeah. And uh, and they're it's just fun to they're stuff. Extraordinarily well made and uh, and they're just kind of iconic. You hear people tell stories about when my dad took me to the hardware store and he got me my first case knife, you know. So I wonder if there's an episode of Antiques Roadshow that has a case knife collection on it. There has to be. There's somewhere. so many episodes. Like yeah. anything that can be collected, I imagine, has a has something Usually on that. winds up. I'm just trying Antiques to pull Mark Roadshow. back in here. Like, maybe there's an Antiques Roadshow. I'm sorry. This really took <laughs> I'm down. sure there is. This it's okay. <clears throat> the last round, Mark is always underwhelmed by the questions because they're super difficult. <laughs> I mean, well, the, the questions are usually I mean, and it's fine, but usually if uh we go into great detail about the history of case knives, I'll I'll start to kind of Yawn. Fetter off. <laughs> well, my last question deals with something that I know that you're a fan of. And okay. I know that Seth is a fan of. Okay. I've there lined up some Beatles trivia for you here. Ooh. Okay. Well, specifically <clears throat> 70s music, but this okay. is Beatles related. Which American singer-songwriter was the first non-British act to be signed to Apple Records? Recording their self-titled debut album alongside the Beatles' White Album in London's 
Trident Studio. I think I know this. I think I know this too. Yeah. Now, this isn't us giving our answer, but at the count of three, we'll do one, two, three, and then say who we think it is. Yep. One, two, three. Jackson James Brown. James Taylor, you're right. I think it's James Taylor. I was thinking wrong white guy with semi-long hair. <laughs> um, with a proto mullet. Yeah, I think um, I think it's James, I think it's James Taylor. Taylor. Because he mentions meeting them, right? He mentioned meeting them at a party or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think you're right. I think it's James Taylor. I think it's James Taylor. We're going to say James Taylor. 100% correct. Yes. Great job. He was signed uh, <clears throat> around February of 1968. Dr. Matt. I don't know if the Beatles were signed, but I couldn't find any information on when the Beatles signed with Apple Records, but because it's their label. Yeah, I, I think, think it's just, just like their automatic CDs. I don't know, but he might have been actually the first outside Apple artist. Started was it sixty? I just want to say real quick. I know I sang "Doctor My Eyes," and I know "Doctor My Eyes" is Jackson Brown, not James Taylor. <laughs> I was singing that because I said Jackson Brown. I don't need anybody miscorrecting me. "Doctor My Eyes" is a fucking jam, though. It's all cleared up now. Okay, we've cleared um, up. When do I think? I mean, did it happen after Epstein died? Well, Epstein died in sixty-six or sixty-seven. Or was right around then. Yeah, it was. Um, I, I would say 65, 66. You think so? That Maybe far? 66. Uh, it has to be either. It's in the when within one of those three years. I'm going to guess closer <clears throat> to. Apple. Did they do? Did they do? I'm so sorry to the listeners that don't like the Beatles. Did they record Rubber Soul and Revolver on Apple? Revolver was 65. Rubber Soul. They were both the same year, I think. Six was Rubber Soul sixty six. Maybe they were one off, but I thought they were both in the same year. They might have been Holy a year. Holy shit, off. we're both wrong. Sixty eight, sixty eight. Yeah. That's what I said. Ladder. Yeah. Okay. Damn. Be- damn. <laughs> well, I was just reading Beatle-y. about it. I wouldn't have known. I wouldn't have known otherwise. But hope you enjoyed that question. Only twenty oh, percent of my teams got that right. So you're in rarefied air there. Beautiful. Good job. Mm-hmm. Here is your last question. Companies creating jingles largely stemmed from the 1924 radio success of a quartet saying 1924, you were 30 years old, Seth. Please. <laughs> Companies creating jingles largely stemmed from the 1924 radio success of a quartet singing, have you tried what cereal on air in Minnesota? Companies creating jingles largely stemmed from the 1924 radio success of a quartet singing, have you tried what cereal on air in Minnesota? So this has to be an old cereal. Okay. Right. So Wait. we know from one of Mark's past questions that Rice Krispies is a lot older than I thought <clears throat> it was. Yeah. So was Frosted Flakes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think it's 24. I don't think that either one of those goes back that far. So Corn Flakes? Corn Flakes famously came out of Battle Creek, Michigan. That was where they were first made, which is Midwestern. So is Minnesota. And I can't think of any other kind of cereals that are that old. You know what I like about Rice Krispies? Is Sounds that, they make. Is that... They it, tell you what to do. They have a musical, you know... They've already got the snap, crackle, pop, and fart. What was the fourth one again? Right. Oh, um. <laughs> Fizz? No, what was That's it? That's what we guessed. Yeah, snap, crackle, pop. Crank. <laughs> you know, one of them's doing <laughs> the speed. The deviant. 
One of them's doing eight balls. <laughs> Anyways, my point being Snap, crackle, that meth. you can build a jingle off of that. You know, you they're, can. They're onomatopoeia that I are percussive. And it is old. That's a good answer. You know? That's a good reason to come think that. Have you I, tried cornflakes? Yeah. Nah, doesn't sound know. right. Yeah. You're right. You make a very good point. Um, I'm just going to bring this up. I think we should probably wind up going with Snap, Crackle, and Pop, but think about this one. Cream of wheat says cereal on the front of it. Mm-hmm. It says cereal on the box. Yeah. So is there a chance? And I think cream of wheat might be that old. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, maybe it could be that. I don't know. I've always appreciated that definition of you know cereal, including hot cereals and stuff. Right. That faces pushback all the time inside and out of trivia. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that it's categorically accurate. I don't know that it's the answer here. <sighs> I think it is very old. Him. I remember one time hearing a question that revolved around cereals and thinking, "Oh my God, Snap, Crackle, and Pop is that old?" Yeah, is. You know, maybe even maybe the characters haven't even been introduced yet. Maybe the characters are named after the jingle. Maybe right. They, and and they by the say, way, we should say it's Rice mm-hmm. Krispies. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to go with Rice Krispies? That sounds yeah. as good as anything. Let's go with it. Rice Krispies. So just so we know, that the question that you're talking about on my document here is question one thousand two hundred and forty-three. Ah. Um, Rice Krispies, the oldest out of the listed ones that I did. Rice Krispies came out in 1928. Oh, so it's wrong. Raisin Bran, 1942. Frosted Flakes, 1952. Life Cereal, 1961. The answer, gentlemen, that I was looking for is, have you tried Wheaties? Wheaties. Oh, my gosh. A song that came out that was released in Minnesota radio. Have you tried your Wheaties? Became such a hit. That the concept of the jingle was born Damn. to sing songs related to products. Wow, Wheaties. Wheaties. It's wow. amazing that you asked this because Wheaties just <clears throat> entered our household, my household, for the first time in like three decades this week. We bought a box of How Wheaties. How you feeling about them? Haven't had a bowl. Actually, they were all eaten by the time I could get to <laughs> it, but I think we're going to integrate it as so a So it's a hit in the Brett Schneider household. Cereal type, yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Wheaties. Amazing. Wow. Mark. And then 80 years later, they put Dan Marino on the box. God bless Lee. Seth. Did I say Dan Marino? Seth. Will I reiterate Dan Marino? Seth is refusing to close out this episode. (laughs) As usual. He thinks if he keeps interjecting, the episode will go on forever. Seth, we wish it could, buddy. And we thank you for joining us for another No Nonsense Trivia podcast. I have podcast so here damn today. much fun doing this this podcast with you guys. It is so and we much have fun. fun having you, bud. Thank yep. you. We look forward to the next time. And thanks for listening, everybody. Tell them about those dear uh, player and folks. Please join us every week for a new episode by subscribing to No Nonsense Trivia Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. You can support the no-no in several ways. The easiest by sharing this episode on your social media accounts with your friends. You could also leave us a written review on your favorite podcast platform. You can also support the podcast by buying some merch. There's a link in the show notes for that. Or you can support us on Patreon by visiting our website, thenono.com, and clicking the support link at the top, which will take you to our Patreon page, giving you access to bonus content, our full library of episodes, and more. Thank you to our Patreon supporters for helping us out with the show, uh, including a new Rumple Snailskin, Joey. Hey, Joey. Thank you, Joey. Hey, hey Joey. Joey. Hey, thanks, Joey. Big thanks to our quiz daddies, Rick G. 
Adam, yes. Sam Spencer, Blake, aka Motor Liquor, Brandon Long, Adam Volkadesma and Redcrest Kitchen, Tim at Past Garden Service, Tommy, and Gil. It's, it's Gil. I also I also want to point out that uh, Adam recently rising the ranks from team captain to quiz daddy. Now we have two Adams in there. So Ooh. there's um, this Adam would be Adam, aka Doctor A G E. That's how we'll keep him separate. That's okay. how it's signed up on Patreon too. Quiz uh, daddy, our, doctor, our first doctor, quiz daddy. Damn, is doctor. this is this me a real fucking doctor? I don't know. I mean, I don't mean like a doctor. According like to, I know that you can be a, have your doctorate and not be a doctor. Anyway, I no, you're still a doctor. Know. You're just not a medical. doctor. I know, but I just want doctor. people to think that I'm asking if they're a medical doctor in particular. I mean, just a doctor. Anyway, perhaps our team captains: Hayden, Matt, Skyler, Kristen, Fletcher, Lydia, OG, Aaron, and DHX3. Thank you to our proverbial light keepers: JV, Clay, Merritt, JB. Paul, James, Josh, Cameron, Stephen, Day, Cy, Caitlin, Mike, K, Cole, Frank, Trent, Grant, Rob, Captain Nick Williams, Kate, Rachel, Moo, Tim Gomez, aka Mappy1984, Lucas Carley, Sarah Cooper, Matthew Spencer, Lisa Ryan, Adam Joe, or Adam, John Lewis, Nabil, Ricky F, Justin P. Justin Panamanian Balboa. And Justin M. Justin made me put on the glasses. And thanks to our Rumble Snailskins, Emily, Andrew H., Nora, Joe, Hulkass, Mark with a C, Bill, Seth, but not that Seth, Littlest of Lambs, On Kiki, Ian, Andrea, Aleo, Tim, Binsky, Issa, Kara, Megan, Christopher, Brandon, Ed, Dylan, Sarah, Fox and Five, Laurel, Aaron, H-Bomb, Lauren, Lauren, congratulations on passing whatever it is you passed to get into nursing school. Congratulations there. MJ, Stephen, Kenya, Dallas, and all my favorite things from the screen. Allison, Paige, Kevin, Sarah, Alex, and Mike. Jay, who I saw Wilco with, thank you again for the ticket to see Wilco. Amazing seats. Fantastic concert. I will go and see them again as soon as I can. If you'd like to write us with a rate my question. Rate us with a write my question. Or miscorrection. No nonsense trivia at gmail.com is the email address, or call us at 1 929 356 69 And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at No Nonsense Trivia and on Twitter at No Non Trivia. Do you want to hang out with us throughout the week? Yeah! <laughs> we have a Discord channel you can join. Just check the show notes for that. We also have a Facebook group link for that is also in the show notes or you can just go on facebook and search for the no nonsense trivia podcast to join us there and finally don't forget to leave us a rating on your favorite podcast service five stars only please until next time no nonsense listeners have a great week